roughly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I got a full studio today. I got a full packed... Tons of people. We got Brian from Green Farms here. He's going to be talking all sorts of talk about buffalo and about uh, which you've all heard it before. But now we're going we're on a new chapter, That's a new right. chapter of buffalo. Uh, you're working with normal. You're working with all sorts. You, we got, I'll let him explain when we get him on. When we get him on in a minute, sure. We got KTI in the studio. Yo yo. And we got MTI all sick. He's on quarantine over there. No one's allowed to be anywhere near him. It's highly <laughs> contagious. Are you that? Are you bad? Well, no, no, no. It's, you don't sound bad. It's look, allergies. Oh, how do you, you can't catch allergies? Yeah, allergies yeah. sounds you know, in the middle of winter too. Oh. Well, I'm not sure if it's allergies, but I think uh, it is. So. You think you don't? You new new allergies you never had? You're a gluten guy or something? What's going on? Uh, oh no! no. I think it's just seasonal, yeah, gluten allergies. Sounds like gluten to me. I would blame that. <laughs> blame the gluten, bro. That's what everybody does these days. It's all about that. Um, and also, we got Veronica Carpio coming in later to talk about this <coughs> bill, which I don't have the number in front of. It's HB 18 75. No, you, I almost had it. It was, tw- <laughs> it was <eight. laughs> Now you screwed me up. Yep. HB 18 8776 or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Another one of these long winded. But it's basically a CBD bill. They're trying to come, and, and it's we're going to hear her side. I mean, I've heard other sides too. I think right now it's one of those deals where, you know, pe- people are like, "Well, just do any deal as long as it's a deal." Nope. But sometimes, as we all know, the first deal is not always the best yeah. deal, and I usually usually not. It's usually there's there's always a wiggle room there. So we're going to have to talk to her and get an angle on that. I think Cheesecake might call in. She's she's moved, she's about to open up a new spot, a new restaurant on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Where at? Cheesecake. I don't know. Wait, Hopefully Cheesecake spot? Wherever wherever the Cheesecake lady's at. Is where the Fillmore? Going. Red Rocks? Right. In the, in <laughs> That's the, why, I mean, you know. On lot. Definitely going to be on lot. She's <laughs> building a restaurant on lot now, getting ready for the season. Would be, that would be dope. But uh, no. So hopefully she'll call in. We'll get the detail. I'm going to text her so she can give her some hype space there. Absolutely. And let's see. Who else we got? I got T's out there. My buddy T. He might roll in. Who, who knows? We'll see. He's, he's just more, he's more hanging out. And uh, how was your week, ATI? Well, it was good. It snowed in the mountains. Finally. Jesus so Christ. About, about damn time, you <laughs> know? What kind of winter has this been? Yeah, it was like the worst winter ever for you guys, huh? Uh, like the third. You third know? worst it's, ever. It's, okay. it's the third. In, well, at least in the old timers, their memory. They're like, oh, there's that time in the it's 70s and then in the 90s and then this is the worst. Sure. So, it's good. Blame, just, I'm, blame, I'm just going to blame gluten. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Or onions. It's you can blame gluten onions, winter. too. It's a gluten oh. winter, guys. That's what's going down. Yeah. And then saw two. Went down, saw the whole hemp and oh, works. Oh, you saw two? And yeah, saw two. How is it hemping down there? It's good. Him and Tim are just working away, getting the hemp, and 
getting not new drinking as much? Or? No, yeah, they're definitely toning drinking, it down. Toning and, it down, wow. Yeah, okay. you know, they got their more focused. They got a whole pig, so they had a whole pig. They <sighs> slaughtered it up. I saw that. I was really wow. Yeah, we, I, we went over to some guy's house. I love it. You just walk in the back. It's a nondescript building really? with a whole yeah. a whole butcher shop in there, and he just wipes his hand off and gives me a shake. Mm. And <laughs> it's like, cool, man. So <laughs> we had good pork chops that night. We ate really well, so, you know. He's down there. You see me, Sal, you, you see me getting really like. Oh, I know you don't care. You know, this is more Brian. That's what I was like. I'm going to talk with Brian about this one over here. So you know. Anyway, to each his own, guys. Have fun. Yeah. Anyway, I slaughtered a pumpkin or something the other day. Slaughtered it. Yeah. yeah what tore. for? Make the cake. Soup. Pie. Soup. Oh, <laughs> soup's good. There you go. Slaughtered. Yeah. Disgusting. It was tear tore out its insides. Like let it drip and everything. Oh yeah, totally. Hang it upside down and let it drip. Yeah, we did it all. (laughs) Quartered it. So uh, should we do the? Let's just do the sponsors. Get that out of the way since we have such a long winded show coming up. Obviously, since it's not well. Anytime I talk, it's a long winded show, right? Pretty much so. Well, three hours is soon. (laughs) Let's start right out of the gate with uh, New Millennium. You ever use New Millennium? I have not. No. Then you're no good to me right yeah. now. He's no, he's no telling. He's I'm a, I'm a, Jeremy's yeah, the guy. Telling. He's the yeah. Oh, no, perfect. That's right. Build a soil. Good for answer. Sure. Good answer. See, that's yeah. you'll oh, wait. <laughs> we'll get you on the Jeremy section there. <laughs> uh, but for those guys who can't wait around for no-till situations, and/or if you're just on a large-scale uh, commercial operation and you really need something that's uh, thought out well and going to give you some great flavors, good terp count, all that, and at the same time, uh, you know, be efficient. And efficiency is the key with New Millennium. Everything's seasonally based, makes it real easy. You know, if you know what season you're in, then you should know what formula you're going to be using at that time. They have a, a really good website with a calculator built in, so you can kind of figure out how much you would need for your f- particular crop. You can also work with some of the products standalone, no problem, as far as like uh, the, the Ruby Fulvic is really good, the, the Winter Frost is dope. You can try those, and if you got your own program and you add that to it, and you see if you oh, wow, you see an improvement, maybe you just want to switch to the entire line. Go to newmillenniumnutrients.com, check them out, and obviously tell them that you know Adam Dunn Show sent you, and you'll get super special treatment as always. Probably just won't ever send you your shit, right? Like, no, they're, they're punctual Adam. about it. They're good. No, they are. They're very. Good. They're really good. Jaren Cole and all them. And over at Inner Buddies Incredibles. Uh, Best edibles here in Colorado. Also, extracts, top-notch. Uh, if you ever see the name Incredibles, you pretty much know you're getting the, the real deal. They got a whole line of wellness products now, which is dope. And they also have, like, uh, including bath salts, but not those. Bath not the good bath salts. Not the, the bad bath. Yeah, the good face-eating ones. Yeah, yeah the ones that make yeah. you Rrr. The Florida no, ones. No, yeah. you won't be going for those ones. But they uh, have a bunch of new CBD products, gummy bears, hard candies, um, microdosing ones, it's kind of their, their range is getting huge. You can go to I Love Incredibles dot uh, com and look at the store finder, which includes Colorado. I don't do they have any other? Do they have the stores in California yet? No, that's that's going to get nuts. That map is going to be yeah big, big, big map. Easier in Colorado and it's Denver, it's big, giant, big, yeah, one big. When you look at the map for Colorado, it literally looks just like like someone just went. You can't even see the state anymore. Yeah, so. we carry them at our store too, so see, they're, they're all over. There it is. Yeah, if, if if they're not in your store, your store sucks <laughs> badly, obviously. Um, so yeah, go to iloveincredibles.com and same deal. If you're ever talking to anybody from that company, you just say, ah, I heard about you on the Adam Dunn show because then they won't kick you out, probably. <laughs> Hopefully. They might drag you in the back room and get you high. Not at the shop, the next door. It'll be secret. You can't do it on, on site. Um... 
Now here's where Brian can jump in. Now it's Jeremy build a soil, killing it for years here. Uh, one of the guys who's expanded his business because of the fact that everybody's now finally figured out that it just tastes better to grow organically. And if you're about flavors and you're about, you know, quality and you have patience and you like want to take care of them and you don't want it to be just false hopes and right. <laughs> broken dreams. Exactly. Then you may want to be uh, working with the guys from build a soil. You can go to buildasoil.com or you can go to 855-877-SOIL and talk to a, maybe a human or maybe a machine. I don't know. You never know. You go to Montrose, too. Just you take the just big dr- drive out take there. Take the drive yeah, to Montrose. It's, it's nice, beautiful it's out a, there. It's a beautiful drive. Uh, if you want to go hand select out some products uh, there and just hang out. The staff's super cool. Everyone knows what's going on. That's that's important, in my opinion. So uh, give them a shout. Talk to Jeremy. It's coming up. This is the big year. This is the big time of year for him. He must be going, oh, man, time to make the donuts, right? Yeah, and he's at all the expos, too, so I don't know when that man sleeps. So He's everywhere. Oh, exactly. And, and, and it's like before, not so much, I don't know about now, but back in the day, it was like almost guaranteed. You called that number, it was him on the, phone, on the line, you know? So you're like, this guy knows what's going on. And... Ron Wallace. Wallace. Oh, congratulations, Mr. Ron Wallace has just retired from his job, his real job. Like he worked at the gar- he worked at the golf course for graduate and uh, Quinnessy Golf Course, which is like the local one from where I live. And it's funny because my grandfather also worked at fucking the golf course, so the same golf course. So it's pretty nuts. And that was years ago. But it's uh, he's retired from that business, and now he's just you know got all his time in the world. So what would a guy like that do? grow pumpkins probably <laughs> i would imagine but you never know he may just be like fuck it world tour and you know you never know but uh good luck on all that but if you want to get in touch with him he's now can concentrate fully on his line of mycorrhizal products and rhizosphere based stuff and you can you know that's another guy if you want to get on the phone talk to somebody and get some knowledge or just listen to some of our old shows uh this, this guy is one of those guys who's just so passionate about what he does, and he does it well, and it's great. I, the guys from his team are – one thing Ron has done is he's, he's acquired all his awesome talent, like mathematicians and guys who are just like PK maniacs, and they sit there and break it, everything down. And so I got a chance to kind of work with those people in the near future. We're going to be doing some projects together, and I can just, it's like, wow, this is like having a – you know, when you have ma- people mathematically – logging everything out figuring out the entire project before it's ever been done compared to like yeah you know just the bro science <laughs> totally bro it up over here bro bro and we could do that and then, yeah let's go do a bong hit you know that, i mean that is fun but it is awesome to see people who take their take their job seriously you can go to wallace wow there you go dot com wallace wow what dot com there you go that helps you gotta well not dot gov you know you never know guys it could be some (laughs) new dot pump dot pumpkin dot chin dot kin they got their own thing man the paulus pumpkin guys have their own url uh yeah you can go to check check out ron give him a heads up that you came from the show he's actually loving it too because a lot of weed guys you know are coming to him now and uh Obviously, we get all the credit, so it's great. <laughs> it doesn't matter. A weed guy it was for us. That guy came from me. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's uh, it's inevitable that they would because whenever, I mean, I think all growers, whenever they see those giant pumpkins, tomatoes, fucking squash, you're just like, even if you don't, even if everybody thinks they, you know, oh, no, bro, it's all about the terps. We don't, everyone loves big buds. And everyone loves big fucking plants. And anything, you know, sure. Alaskan, gigantosaurus monster, whatever, you're like, yes, I want to do that. 
So the best way to do it is to get in touch with them. And you could go to seedsherenow.com and pick up some beans and then start the process to get those gigantic plants or terpy whatever's on top of that. Um, they are at the Canacon right now. Yeah, in Seattle. In Seattle. So if you're in Seattle and you happen to be at Canacon, just go up and say, I think they're well, hiring, actually. At the show, yeah, they need I'm pretty work? sure they're hiring. Yeah, they're hiring. In hey, Hawaii. if you need a job, oh, if you need, so a, need job, a job, right you may want to head down and see the guys from Seeds Here Now. You can also, Slinging if you seed. do want to order online <laughs> from them, you can go to seedsherenow.com or you can go to seedaholics.com or just go to the one site and they'll link you to the other one, and that will get you uh, to their auction site, the Seedaholics one, and then that one you can actually uh, help on charities, last packs, lost packs. All the um, little treats that maybe, you know, could go start a seed company. Buy the last one of these, and then you're that guy. I got the last of the last. That's all you need to do these days. As long as it's the last pack, you're allowed to just completely... Mm-hmm. Rape the shit out of it. That's that's how it seems. That's to how go. it works. <laughs> it is. If it's the second to last pack, no way, bro. That's not your work. Right. Oh, you got the last pack. I guess that's all you now. <laughs> you're the man. So uh, keep looking for those ones. And again, ads four twenty. I think is our code. Did you ever? No, we never confirmed this. No, we never confirmed I tried to call James today, but nice. we're going to make up our own code. It is now ads four twenty, which is the most predictable code on the in the planet right there. Yeah. I think if that was our if that was our password, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's it. Booyah! We did it. We're all done. Well, soon one day we'll have more sponsors, right? Like you guys, bro. You need to sponsor the show now. That I tried to get, I tried to get fucking. Buffalo to sponsor this show for how long? I mean, yeah, well, we had those guys were hard ass. Those guys were those guys were pretty hard ass. I don't know how, how did the deal go down? Was it a big? Was it a long winded negotiation? Uh, the, to be we, honest, the first we, deal that went down it was pretty interesting because it uh, kind of fell apart at first. Sorry. Okay. Just, yeah, just stay close. News so the radio. No, it's just good. The, you'll you'll hear it on the thing. The closer you get, the better you sound. You're like, oh wow, I sound now I sound great. Um, yeah, so deeper, right? Deeper, yes. Yeah. So yeah, because I mean, I I can imagine because i basically I, I had to negotiate my free soil out of them when i sold a bunch of soils to another person and i was like kind of yeah. like making the numbers and i was like don't i get in you know i should get a little my a little more of that it was one of those things so i could see on a actually buying the company it was probably been a a back and forth there it was pretty interesting now does that include the farm or is that just the uh, the comp the sort of the, is that like the actual thing up north that's the huge there, what is it, 3,000 acre or something like that? Uh, something or? like that. It, um, it does not include that deal, but we have basically the exclusive rights okay. to the compost. Okay, but those people are still making it there on this Correct. Okay. Every, everything is staying the same except okay. for Joe, to be honest. I'm, I'm <laughs> right, <laughs> the gotcha. Hashtag, the hashtag we've been using is uh, the no Joe because I'm uh, I'm now in charge of that. Right. And so what happens if a guy named Joe wants to get a job there? You guys going to be all like... Uh, Anti Joe, you'll be like, you can't use your name here anymore because we've already <laughs> got this tag, and then everyone's going to be confused why we hired again. Yeah, I think we're going to. I used to just that. hire everybody with the same name. That was my thing. I, I had like three guys with the same name at one point. And I was like, all right, that's it. Everybody's going to have the same name because it's just way more convenient because we we have no way to follow anything, and it's actually to our advantage. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, do you you, you did talk to fucking Jim, right? And it's like, no, which Jim? Ah, but it wasn't Jim. I, I don't even can't tell a name. <laughs> secret <laughs> so uh and then uh is that comp is that w- with the green farm or is that yeah is that part America. of the same thing yeah and so are you guys been using it 
on your have you been using it for a while beforehand or and continue to use yeah, it? Yeah, I would say that was kind of our little secret blend there for a long time is especially the soil alive, kind of drizzling yeah. that on top and getting the uh, diverse. Um, because one of the things I did notice with it is like the first time I used it, I was really impressed. And then I had a little bit of a hard time with it. I was like, huh, you know, it was like almost like the, the honeymoon deal where the first time I was like, oh yeah. And I was super stoked, but it was just like maybe because of the season, the time, what I was using it for. Um, then I tried to do a run, an indoor run. Like, and that was like a outdoor run and everything sure. was super smooth. Then I tried to do an indoor run and it felt really weird all of a sudden. Like I was like, wow, I'm having like, phantom problems and stuff that i couldn't quite pinpoint you know what i mean where i was like i don't know this ph seems like the ph is is that really off because everything was like yeah like not looking happy and it took me a while to, you know and then once it ever gets kind of knocked back it's a pain in the ass to ever get it 100 percent back on track unless you like let it go way too long <laughs> you know how are you are you growing in fabric pots or? fabric pots is that a problem or no no it's just it was just fabric pots large i mean it was just like you're like exactly where i thought it would like you know what i mean like kind of like very i mean it was just yeah, it was like it went when it went from one, it was looking good, and then it went into the other thing, and then it just like, you know, and it was strange, and I was like, hmm. But it was also, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to overcorrect it, you know what I mean? Because that's also the problem. You go, like, oh sure. no, and then you start throwing in some dolomite or something and thinking you're gonna do it, and then if it's if it goes wrong after that, then you're really at a fucking loss, you know. But um, did you guys use it all indoors consistently or? I, I personally used everything in indoors. That's okay. why I'm excited for uh, this year with Green Farms to be able to to grow oh, hemp yeah. and, uh, and all that kind of thing outdoors as well. Right. And are they going to use buffalo? Absolutely. In the hemp? Uh, on the fields itself. Yeah. 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 Like well, that's awesome. And that was kind of what, I mean, that's great. That'll be, that'll be um, phenomenal for, I think, for uh, that particular application. That's going to be great. And are you talking about using it as a, like you were saying, like it's like, like a top dressing. Like a top dressing, yeah, yeah exactly. And um, the line, I mean, they're they're actually so you guys continue. So now you have all the contracts with the with the natural grocers and all the people that always still carry it. Correct. That's awesome because yeah. because that may maybe open up the door for other kind of once people like because I mean, as much as we wish cannabis was really accepted, we we do know it's not because <laughs> yeah. it's like you still don't see it where you think you should see it, but you know couple more years maybe one more cycle election cycle we might get into that direction um but it kind of it's pretty awesome because it does open up all of those avenues cbd products things like that yeah i, I mean, think and, that's pushing and, away and, and right now not only think natural grocers sells a lot of cbd which is strange because you'd think they would i mean vitamin you go into aisles after aisles after aisles of vitamins and things so it's, it's basically vitamin cottage you know and you feel like but i don't I, I shop there all the time, and I don't think I've seen any CBD products. The there. smaller ones I've seen them in, like uh, have you? Yeah, no, the ones up where I live, I've seen it. They're behind the counter, and behind the counter. See, there behind you the go. Counter totally accepted. Totally accepted. Behind for the counter, gram or whatever yeah. it is, you know. No, it's definitely. Well, you know, and part of it is the price. I think you know. I mean, they're selling it for a hundred bucks a bottle or whatever it is. You know, plus. Well, that's ridiculous. Too. Well, well, that is. Is ridiculous. that Colorado based? Are they, are I would they hope so. Yeah, I would hope so too. But yeah, I noticed yeah. sometimes it comes from Austria, or mm. God forbid, comes from China. They've been selling in the hemp and the head shops as well too. All the CBD yeah. stuff. You oh, can I get know. Straight it's up isolate and like wax and all that stuff. That's CBD, usually yeah. the the booth, though. You know, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Not really yeah. yeah. And which one? Isolate? You mean or no? Just the the head shop CBDs. Oh really? Kinda. I think what it is is still cost prohibitive, though. You know, anyone that read goes the in label. There. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I w- yeah. I wasn't buying it from there. I was just noticing that as but if anybody's listening, read the label. That's for sure. No, I saw big signs for yesterday down on uh, 
at that one on South Broadway that's like, you know, the classic head shop style with everything's just 8,000 colors or whatever. And it was just like one building was all CBD stuff. You know what I mean? I was like, here's this head shop. And then there's this other building, all CBD. And, you know, same deal. I just said, like, you know, every every combination. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, it's weird because the the the, the thing about hemp in general is everybody's th- – when you talk hemp to me, I'm thinking industrial hemp. So I'm always like, oh, okay, yeah. hemp. Then you talk CBD. I mean, here, CBD. So the Colorado has kind of like, Colorado's done what like Soma did to sour diesel, you know, by calling it fucking New York City diesel when it was, there was already a diesel from New York. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, it wasn't from this, you know, it was like, and it was popular in the city. So it's like, eh, you know, and, it, and now you have these two plants. One's a grapefruit purple 13 week plant. You know what I mean? That does nothing to... I mean, maybe it is genetically connected in some way because it came from seeds from a guy who brought it from New York to Soma. So it wasn't a cut, you know? Mm-hmm. And said, this is, this is the hot shit. This is sour diesel. And it's like, Soma selected that. You know what I mean? So when you misrepresent something enough, people get used to it. And then all of a sudden... So now everybody says, hemp, 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 hemp. And you're like, what kind of hemp? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I need like 3,000 plants an acre. You're like, that's not hemp. You know what I mean, hemp would be a million plants or more, a couple million plants on that acre. You know what I mean? So actually, it'd be like thirty pounds at say thirty thousand seeds. It'd be about a million. Yeah, so it'd be like a million plants compared wow. to three thousand plants. And Have you ever managed a field like that? I, I mean, I haven't myself. I've been to them in Holland where we grew them, and you know, they, that's like the guys from Hemp Flax. That's how they because they're literally just thinking industrial. Yeah, you know? of course. And yeah. the thing about it is, there's not any, there's no machinery in Colorado that could handle it. So if we did do it, we would send a combine in and everybody would be like, this thing will work, don't you worry. And it would get like 20 feet in and just... Because <laughs> that's what happened exactly. Even with the non-grown uh, hemp stuff, like it was just like, it was like loose, but still trying to be dense, but it wasn't nearly enough because there was a lot of males and then there was a lot of pig grass growing up in it at the Ryan Laughlin's farm. And he had like a converted tractor where he had like laid down this one blade thing. And exactly what happened and we all watched it we're like okay cool and we're like 40 people out there thinking that we're just going to go behind this thing and pick it up and then load it up on this truck and then it broke and then it was like all right we got to do this all by hand (laughs) fuck you know what i mean and you're looking at this and it was only like uh a couple of acres but it was and it was loose it wasn't really as dense as possible but it took days you know what i mean it was like fuck so until someone has the machinery, to, and that, and that stuff costs like a million bucks, you know. Yeah, it's because it's like you know farmer it's shit. Crazy it's farmer shit. Thing. Once you get into yeah. farmer shit, you're like, oh, you guys do what? Huh? That tractor is how much? That's like right. a Ferrari, dude. Like yeah. you know, it's like a Ferrari tractor, and that's a fucking Lamborghini, fucking you know, combine or whatever. Because right. shit's all like a million bucks sometimes. And then know? the farmer actually drives a truck he's probably had for three three decades or something like right, that, you know. know? Well, the bank owns all that machinery anyway, yeah. you know. And that's the thing is in Colorado, nobody's – so nobody's set up for that. So we can't really do that. So basically everybody's still doing what they're doing, which is growing up 3,000 plants on an acre, which is, you know, still beautiful. I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. And it is it's, – uh, it's awesome. But the weird part about it is if you look at a graph of how hemp's supposed to be divided, like normally hemp should be – seeds should be the biggest moneymaker. Like if you got like a field – the amount of because you get like tonnage off of an acre, and then everybody oh, start calculating. Okay, the seed should be the most, the herd should be second, and the fiber should be third. And in Colorado, when you look at the chart, it's CBD obviously <laughs> top <laughs> over the top because yeah. that part never got part into the picture because there's no other place that's really been thinking along that line. 
and then you got like the opposite, like where it's like fiber, herd or herds fiber, and then seeds because no one's growing for seed to sell except for people who are trying to make seeds to sell to other people to grow. There's not, we're not, except for like Evo Hemp does their own little field. You know, there's certain people doing it, but very small amounts. So it's, it's like we're kind of like on a different mission here, you know. And the CBD thing is is cool, but it's crazy how quickly it's tanking, you know, as far as like the the value for money. Shut that door. I think it's one of your phones. One of your phones, not mine. No, it's not me, man. Not me. So, what do you guys? So, you guys are doing your first hemp field this year, or is this already? You guys already did it. Uh, the first one under the Green Farms banner, yeah. CBD farm, I should say. Let's, yeah, you want to say it that way? Let's just call it a CBD. <laughs> let's just call it what it is. So you're growing your first CBD farm this year. And do you know the strains you're going to be doing? I do not. We, we're still working on that with uh, another gentleman up in Boulder. So I looked into it recently, too, for a friend of mine, because I was like, you know, and the, and the, like right now it seems like a lot of people are going to grow C4. That seems to be the, yeah. hot, the hot ticket right now. Sure. But again, you know, the thing is when you're growing, uh, when everybody's growing the same thing, it's you're back to that fucking deal where like you know I go to Trader Clones and I give you everybody clones and then we all grow them the same time and then whoever and, grows it the best and whoever, yeah. combination of whoever grows it the best and yeah. and then the timing like it's like if you're out first but you can't be best if you're out first so then you you fuck the market up because you're gonna ah, I'm cutting out early these guys are you know it's just like it turns into like a a race you know what I mean whereas mm-hmm. if everybody like would grow from seed and look for cultivars and the problem is it's taking a risk you know what I mean it's like you have to test everything and make sure yeah. it's not going over and that's that becomes expensive but it would be more beneficial for everybody because what we need here in colorado are strains that work here obviously but then there's microclimates you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if you're in boulder you're gonna have a different climate if you're in pueblo and vice versa you know and then out east different than out west and so it's like uh that i think we're still in that t- figuring it out stage but there was a uh, group out of oregon called oregon cbd seeds you ever heard of them well, I have should look them up because I was looking at their thing and I was like, "Damn, they, they, I mean, they looked beastly as far as you're like that is like they had some super silver crosses and some other stuff that you were just like, okay. is that uh the Adam Jacques? Am don't, I pronouncing that correctly? No, no, I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think it is. No, it's somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Because none of those things, none of the things seem familiar. There was a few, but there was some. Some yeah, pretty interesting looking things. But yeah, I think this is the year to kind of take as many things as you can find, and at least I mean you, you can't take the risk. I mean you can't just like throw down. Ton, but you do you know whatever you're doing, you should also have a nice little mini plot next to it, and try to find the one because that's that's kind of I mean and again at the same time, clones versus seeds obviously not as good. Right. But guaranteed is better than getting fucking Torino. I mean, it's Especially always, at that level. Yeah, yeah, there's so many trade-offs in the end. Um, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the the contest that you guys are doing next month. So we are with uh, Tom uh, Sticky Lungs on Instagram, and he's putting together the first uh, Home Growers Cup. So it's kind of like for the people that maybe are usually uh, not too excited to put their face on things and just kind of want to show off their, their talent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of who he's uh, building this for, is for them to have an outlet and kind of, you know, everybody kind of wants to be judged in a way, right? Everybody wants to be judged. Yeah. Everyone wants that first place gold trophy. Yeah. Well, you know, the, um, it, it, it's, it's like when we first did our cup in 93, I mean, and that was with iTimes, of course, so it was kind of like it was official, 
but it was still relatively small when you compared it to anything nowadays. You're looking at it, it was like, you know, I think it was maybe like 16 entries total, and, you know, it was like two categories. Everything was just real simplified, but uh, it was also like literally the magic that lit the fucking fuse because of the intimacy of the whole deal. It mm-hmm. was like 200 people maybe total, like kind of involved, and and so everybody knew everybody like by the end of that week you you know you met everybody and you knew everybody and then the next year it went up to 850 people so it was like oh. a, that jumped that quick and the 200 people was there was only 50 from america the first year there was 850 from america the next year so it wasn't like and then there was more people involved but the first year was like so it was 50 in america 150 from europe um and it was kind of like the same where then later it was like 850 from there and like 2000 from your so it grew rapidly mm-hmm. you know and i think um but then it also became less intimate and people got a little bit more like Meh. you started to hear the bitching after yeah. about the third year of like i didn't get it this man out of the yeah holland is really weird because it's small like tiny shops like this would be a this is a this is the gray area right here you know what i mean yeah. like this is about as big as the gray area and uh so imagine you have a line out the door people looking and waiting and trying to buy weed and it's just like it, it always and it's cold out it's raining you know there's like a million reasons why it was just fucking inconvenient but people in the very beginning 200 no problem you can handle it all but once it got to that 3,000 you had 3,000 people walking around Amsterdam with laminates on going shop to shop and you could spot them from a mile away you know what I mean and yeah. so um, the thing about here is that they don't have I mean you gotta get on the looper bus like it's a different vibe you gotta get on the bus and then you yeah. gotta go from spot to spot and uh, it's hard to keep people, uh, you know, you know, if you, if you do like a crawl type thing, it's cool because it brings business to the shops, but because we don't have a fucking place to smoke it, you're kind of, I mean, that's like, like basically looper bus is the only way to go. Like, it's yeah. like you'd have to have nine of them or 10 or 20 of them to do a cup, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, otherwise everyone's waiting for the fucking looper bus. So it is, it isn't really, they haven't come up with a system here yet. It's kind of like what a dope magazine did over the summer. Over there by uh, Culture Garden Market, uh-huh. um, they had the Looper bus and a couple other buses, and it just doesn't have the same feel. When it's hard. It's it, hard. Yeah. So how will this one be then? How many people are in this? This one? one's at a Cultivated Synergy. So um, yeah, that yeah. one everybody kind of knows what what yeah. what's up there. Mm-hmm. Now, how many contestants? Um, I believe it's capped at fifty. Maybe a little. Yeah. Sounds really close to the sounds really close to the ADSI. We're doing fifty two because we do fifty two. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's our that's our cap. Where'd they come from? Where where are you pulling these people from? Uh, So Tom is basements, bro. They're from the basements. Ah, they're dragged out of the basements. Now, to be fair, to be fair, Tom knows a lot of people that it's not it's not like just your average. But is there any? And and is but is not no shops are involved because you're not allowed to be involved. Right, no shops are involved. Okay, it's just. Some reps from some shops. Really secret, Somebody's secretly, working at some shop. Secretly repping, secretly repping shops. Like, and we're all. Yeah, that's the way that works. Well. Maybe we could think of this as like the minor leagues, you know? Like, yeah. you gotta. Maybe right. somebody could get their name out there that normally wasn't able to or something sure. like that. Um, what's the, what was the one in between so we don't make them sound so lame? <laughs> <laughs> the minor league, and then you had the, like, the main, like something in between, and then you got to major. Major, major minor league. Like triple minor yeah. triple A ball. Yeah, we'll give you guys a triple A. How's that? We're not. We're not. We're, you guys are. On the, you're so close. You were so close. Um, Probably just you know, if you want to work in the in the commercial. And is it only is it only weed or is it hash weed? Everything or you have categories? I believe it's just flour. Yeah, That's just cool. just judging flour. And and again, this is just the first one, so he kind of wants to just keep it simple and. and uh, well, that's exactly yeah. what I just said. That's what you want to do. Keep it. I mean, it is like it, it's. 
you know, it's it's also one of those things where you're not, you know, unless you're trying to turn it into like a whole fucking, because what happens is it turns into concerts and this and that, and then it's a, then people start thinking that like, well, I got to pay my artist, and then I got to pay this, and then all the expenses go out of up through the roof, and then it's no longer about weed anymore, you know? Right. And I think it's cool if you just kind of concentrate on the cannabis. I think he's yeah. just trying to keep it of. You know, the guys that normally would want to keep themselves private, they just kind of get to hang out today, that day, you know, and uh, enjoy themselves. Uh, Tom's from L- Georgia. L- and, Luchador uh, masks for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, right. that'd be good. And just, you know, <laughs> who's that? Give them name tags. Well, that was like, uh, the, you know, the captain at uh, Indo Expo. Did you see him? No. He had a Luchador mask? No, but he was, <laughs> he was wearing a mask the entire time. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, you mean, uh, uh, you you mean behind uh, the, who was Captain? Yeah. Uh, what does yeah. he call himself? Captain something, right? No, no. Capulator or something? Capulator, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Until the end, then I saw him without his mask. I was like, well, that blows it if you have your mask off now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't wear it halfway, and then you just got to keep going with that shit. Um, you know, I think we're beyond all that at this point in time. It was kind of like... I feel funny. that way, too. I mean, it's... If you have an iPhone, I mean, come on. Right. Well, you know, if you're unless unless you're you know, some people, and it's a good, it is a, not a bad move. It's a good move if you say if you're no one knows who you are, right? And you want to make a fucking scene. Well, then you can do that. But the, if there's any, if there's like anything out there from before, like people just. Like, yeah, like you're, a you're, MySpace page or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you, so you have to be that guy that just doesn't have any fucking right. social media. No one ever fucking seen you. You just came out of nowhere, and you can pull that off. And it's it's not a bad move because it is like, I mean, I'm sure Dead Mouse was stoked because he no one knew who he looked like. And now when you see him, you're like, he just looks like a little rat. Like, literally, <laughs> like a little weaselly dude, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But... I'm sure chicks up until that point were like, oh, my God, I bet he's so hot. You know, there is like, it comes off, looks like some little English kind of hooligan. Uh, they still like it. Oh, of course. Well, they now yeah. it's okay. He's yeah. achieved it or whatever. But if he was trying to do that, oh, yeah. if he was trying to do that from before, it probably wouldn't have, it probably wouldn't have, did I bend it, twist it? I did something. Check that shot. Knocked a little camera there. Uh, so, um, but anyway, yeah, small, I mean, small intimate shows are kind of like the obvious, and it is like, becoming such a norm to have so many things that it's not like uh, uh, you're not really breaking new ground I think it's just finding the right crew and it's the right the right quality of people and uh, you know the, the the benefits of it all are are that we're now open enough to be able to help each other out and you know bring, are you guys have any sponsors on this thing any big sponsors or is it kind of like, uh, it's uh, uh, Rootwise okay, awesome. well, gotta get him on this shout out to Jesus Kevin. Kevin when are you gonna come on the show yeah, when are you going to come back to Denver? He's like here for the Indo Expo, that's it. I know. And then yeah. he was super busy there too. Even in like, well, yeah, even when we talked, it was like we barely got time in, but we're definitely going to get him on the show soon. Uh, I do have, I just started working with He gave me some samples and I just started yep. finally. It's a, so, yeah, we have, we'll have stuff to talk about now. Um, and then when we have uh, Jeremy Silva with Build a Soil, is oh, everywhere, so right? So familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Green Farms is uh, a sponsor as well. It, it, uh, is, is it an organic cup? Or, uh? I, I wish, man. It's uh, it's not designed that way yet, uh-huh. but maybe uh, me, you know, maybe well, sitting here we can come up with something like well, that. Well, you know, the reality was that we ours is completely open to anything. You do whatever the hell fuck you want. We we even let we let powdery mildew win. That's how that's how <laughs> yeah. literally that's how uh, unbiased we are. We're not putting any kind of restrictions because it's strictly ju- ours is strictly judged by the people who are entering. So you enter, you judge. There's no 
third no party. Judges. Yeah, because that yeah. way, when they complain, it's like, well, you, you're the ones who did it, so stop complaining, yeah. right? And, and, and on top of that, I feel like they deserve to to know what the competition. It's kind of because a lot of times you enter and then you, you don't ever really know what the fuck's going on, and then you, if you win, obviously you don't question it, and when you don't win, you're like. <laughs> man, what the fuck? And then it's like it's a lot better if you could have been like, well, yeah, actually that was that was them fucking fired. I can't really argue, and mine maybe wasn't quite as flushed as that one, or whatever, you know. The, yeah. And you at least know for yourself. Um, but yeah, like we had a Rob Carney one with uh, with Cam D, right? Was it D or four? Uh, I want to say Cam four, but. But you're just making it up. No, nah, I'm not hunting <laughs> on that one. You know, I, I thought Kim Ford too, but then I was, I was questioning myself. Was yeah. it but anyway, I'm it was sure it was definitely it had PM definitely, and not not rampant obviously because I would have been disqualified probably early on. But since ours is just a head to head, and it's like you know you win you lose, you know there's no really it's, and we don't have any categories, no Steve, no Indicas. That stuff sucks because there's no such thing anymore. Right, and so yeah. it's, you feel stupid even writing it down. Like it's the best. What if we had like a land race? Cup? Sativish and indicish. That'd be oh, pretty yeah. cool, right? Is what it should cool. be. What? I'd like a land race cup. A land race cup would be dope. Um, tough. Real tough. Tough. No <laughs> If anybody could pull it off, yeah, the timing would be just the timing would be nightmare. It'd be like. All right, bro. When is it gonna be? You'd be like, it's gonna be in September. They'd be like, cool. I'll start it now in fucking April. And then right. all of a sudden, it'd be like, that nah, ain't ready yet, bro. It's like December, maybe. You know, it's like some of those things just are crazy long. You know, and um, the ones that we would probably well, that's the thing about land races in general. It's like the ones you really, really like usually are the biggest pain in the ass ever. Yeah. You know, because they're not they're they're very few plug and play ones. You know what I mean? Like. Like, even Afghans and stuff, the problem with them, they always had, like, mold issues were, were rampant because of the overlapping of everything, and it's being kind of... And also, um, you know, like, the sativas and stuff would be... It's like, especially in the indoor situation, it's like you just lock out after a certain point, or you have, it's hard to figure out the right size container, and can you, you know, you go too big, it just sort of soups out on you or whatever, and you go too small, and they're fucking run out of room. So it's... Yeah, it is, it's it's really like you get a lot, and with the, like classically with hazes, if you have anything with haze in it, it's like ninety percent of it's not going to be desirable, you know. And it's not yeah. that it's like terrible. Well, it is kind of terrible. It's like it's like it just it can't. It literally, like there's only about ten percent, even when you're on a good day, you know. And so it, it's one of those things where if you're going to grow those out for that long and take that risk right the only people that appreciate usually are other growers you know oh 100% well yeah it was like who's somebody was telling me the other day that they basically had brought some weed I don't remember who it was they brought some weed up and because we were talking about two yeah he's doing a bunch of land races and yeah I can't remember who it was oh it was Will uh, who used to be who was on our show before Will that with the with the uh, from the, the air cleaner guy the air cleaning company thing air, they had the air the scrubber air, air scrubber thing Will and his dad anyway I'll remember later but Will and his dad and Will was saying that he was hanging out with two and he pulled out some stuff that he had that was like heavy land race sort of stuff and it was like just like a weird profile that was nobody or whatever like and two was like that's it that's the shit that's and the I was song. like oh that's so two right there to go yeah. for like the obnoxiously wrong yep. flavor that you're like no yes dude it's like mm-hmm. a cupboard under under a cupboard <laughs> of your grandmother's house but you know, like no that's not a good smell it's like but to each his own right yeah that's how it is though and it's like uh but land races you really have to have a good nose because a lot of those things it's, it's very hard to, to emulate anything anyway because you're growing you know you're gonna grow like a 
a South African strain, and then it's going to be in, you know, Colorado. It's mm. going to take a couple of rounds to even get to know where the fuck it's at. And a lot of times you'll lose the... Because it's very hard to select because the first time you select, it's really almost like you're, you're you know, taking a crap. You should almost do everything two times or three times because it's really like they, they get weird. Like, especially out of seed mm. compared to from a clone because most land races have never been in that kind of environment at all, you know, combined with probably never been cloned before either, you know what I mean? And it's not, it's still just a plant, but it's also like when you get like a lanky, and you try to clone that, it's like, well, this is not going to, you know, it's not, not as easy. So For sure. With an arrow cloner with your Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever grown any of uh, Ben Holmes's gear? He's got some of that. Oh, uh, you mean the cent- centennial, centennial I have never grown it. Um, the autos and the auto twos and stuff. I mean, when I first came here, I met him, and it was just funny because I mean, him and I have talked about it later. And at first, it was like I don't know. He uh, he had to, he apologized to me later when he met me because he's like the first time he met me. He just I don't know. He was really like weird. Like he was. I've had a couple super, of breeders do that to me too. It's like su- wow, man. It was okay. just weird because it was like he was. I don't know if it was nervous or something, but it was just like strange because I was like introducing myself. And then he got very defensive and strange about it, and I was asking him some questions, and I don't know. We just had, like, this weird beginning, so I never, like, oh, well, don't want to deal with that. And then later I heard, like, ah, oh, yeah, they're all, like, selection's not so great or this and that. But then I, when I looked at his breeding practices, I was like, this guy fucking knows what he's talking about. Like, this guy's definitely on point. I, I couldn't see anything wrong with the way he was doing stuff. And I'd seen some decent results and stuff. So it was kind of like, you know, later we, we, we were on a sort of a deep, but it just kind of was just weird. That first initial meeting made me just like, oh, okay, well, I guess I won't be working with any of that gear. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had some, uh, you know, especially maybe five years or more. It was really this hard was to about find. Eight years, this is about eight years ago, but yeah. Yeah. It was really hard for me, at least, um, to really find anything that was um, quality CBD that you could kind of get from the source and not have to order online or something like that. What was his, um, his percentages were pretty low though, right? Yeah. Like I mean, six, I was range. just trying to learn, you know, maybe teach myself a little bit growing different genetics. And was there anything that stood out that you grew? Did you grow the autos then obviously one the autos were, the autos were the autos, you know, they're kind of, see, that's, that's the exact reaction that I got. So I was kind of like, eh, you know, probably don't want to do that. If that's the reaction that you're getting. Um, but again, you know, it was the only way I could do, at, at first get those seeds. It's really hard for me back then, at least. Yeah. I wasn't dialed in. And what, and did you make anything with those? Or? No, no. I'm not at that level, to be honest. It's do, and do I you, would love to achieve that. That's kind of yeah. I mean, the the cool part with CBD stuff is that it's like uh, the, in the beginning there was not. It was really really hard to find some stuff. And, yeah. I mean, my friends made the canatonic, and that was kind of like the one that kind of started a lot of people off. But there was you know a few other ones out there. Uh, but really, it's just like it's crazy how many different selections there are now. It's just finding people that are, uh, you know, working with material that's fitting the rest of the profiles. Because a lot of times it's just people looking at numbers, and that doesn't really relay the. If you, it depends what you're making. If you're making something like a salve, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't matter what it tastes like. Oh, how's your salve taste? <laughs> like I don't know. Like once in a while, I get a little tiny bit in my mouth, and you know. But yeah. if it's uh, if it is like a finished product that you're trying to work into any kind of uh, thing that with taste and flavor, because it's point three, you're still limited. But it's amazing. Like some of the stuff that's actually popped up, you're like, wow, I can't believe that that's 
got almost no THC in it. And and back in the day, when people didn't have any t- angle to ever test anything, you know, you you just went on your feelings. I think we were probably had a lot more CBD stuff that was just out there from small girls. Who we got? Who we Veronica, got? I think. Oh, she's calling in. She's calling in. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's it. Says. We'll get political from him. All right. Yo, yo. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? Hey. Hey, hey. I thought you were coming in the studio. I didn't realize you were going to be calling in. I'm so sorry. I just got the number. My day's been crazy, oh, and right. I'm still in Boulder. <laughs> that's fine. But I didn't want to leave you hanging. No, that's cool. That's cool. All right. We have empty seats sitting over here for you, but if you did make oh. it, we were we had a throne that's right. We had literally had a yeah. we had literally had a throne waiting for you. So, okay. You just hold on to that throne. I'll be in there sooner than later. Like a, I it, promise. It's a fold up throne. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that throny. But so uh, not well, that throne. But it's be- It's brand new. It looks throny, but it's fold up. So you know, we we can store it for you. So welcome to okay, the is show. There like a huge yeah, blunt waiting there for me. I need to make sure there's something ready for me when I get there. Oh, there will be. Are you really going to come down? Because if you want to, you can. Not today, but okay. I, we have much more to talk about after today. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. So um, <laughs> I got other guests in the show, so I've just kind of been waiting on to see when you were rolling in. I thought you were, like I said, I thought you were going to roll in, get all high with I'm us, so and get sorry. all sloppy and high, and forget uh, about what you even wanted to talk about. That was that was the, that was the original plan. <laughs> like like, so what were you here for again? I forgot. Right. So have you been sitting down? Have you been at these the hearing of these things or what? Have you been or is this like? happening right now yep. as you speak oh, okay so fill us in i couldn't remember the, i didn't write nothing down i couldn't remember even the bill thing i was like it's 18 something something okay. <laughs> so give us a whole update on this bill and how it's going to affect or hopefully not affect the cb uh, the cbd market here and all the companies that are literally at the the beginning of their 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 careers and how this might yeah affect it yeah, okay. So this is a bill. The bill's name is, uh, the bill title number is HB 18 187. So 1187 is the GW pharmaceutical bill here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there's been significant changes over the last 72 hours, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, this bill really? currently has four different bill sponsors. The bill, the bill agenda, according to GW, is to allow doctors and pharmacists to prescribe and dispense FDA-approved marijuana products. Mm. They started out with the word cannabidiol specifically because, of course, GW is going to get June approval in June with FDA to sell their drug worldwide or at least nationwide and import it in here from uh, London where it will be grown and manufactured. Wow. So when I heard about this bill... And I saw the bill language. I jumped all over it and said, we're not agreeing to this. Told the, the GW pharmaceutical lobbyist, her name is Jessica Wolf, that mm, the hemp industry would kill this bill unless they scrapped, scraped all the language mm-hmm. and just undid the law that exists right now preventing pharmacists and doctors from dispensing and prescribing marijuana, FDA-approved products. So the language got scrapped. Um, we had a stakeholder sponsor meeting that I arranged yesterday. Um, that meeting was very interesting. A lot of people came. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of concerned parties. There's a lot of unanswered questions. 
there's a lot of things we don't know how it will affect us down the road on a federal level or state level, depending on what the feds do. Right. So all of the lobbyists on every side left very upset yesterday. The hemp industry left concerned. Tuesday, we have committee, which means the bill can either go forward or die there. I think I've decided what the best strategy is at this point, trying to get some consensus. So maybe you can help me with that. Uh-huh. Um, one of, before I tell you what that is, one of the big sticking points GW pointed out was that their drug is only being approved really for two specific conditions mm-hmm. um, for children. And they say that there's about a thousand of these kids with these conditions here in Colorado that would benefit from their drug, CBD drug, mm-hmm. um, which is a very small population, right? Only a thousand kids maybe could benefit from this drug. We all want access to the cannabis plant. Would you agree that we all believe in access? Of course, to the 100%. Plant? Exactly. So. I think at this point, after much thought and pondering, looking at all sides, Colorado needs to put a break on this bill. We want to readdress it next year. We don't want it to go anywhere this year. There's too many questions. There needs to be more research done. Mm -hmm. Um, The industry, we want to support something, um, but we have our own bills that we're working on to protect us, like the hemp foods bill, for example. And... We're not in a rush to get this done. GW is. Right. Yeah, and, so I, mean, I, think and, and I think also what I was saying earlier is that, you know, I've never seen a deal that the first one was the best one. You know what I mean? It's always been, it literally has to be negotiated. And something like exactly. this, this serious, when you're talking about, you know, like like hundreds of companies that are, you know, to, that or potential either already on the books or, you know, ready to, just about ready to come online because I know there's, you know, for everyone you know, there's three other people who are, are doing a salve line or animal DVD exactly. line or whatever. And so there's a lot on the line, a lot, you know, a lot financially on the line. But also mm-hmm. it's like the one thing we know is that cannabis is not a one-shot deal. It's There's no like, oh, this thing does yep. it? Oh, yeah, really? No, well, that doesn't do it for me. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you need the diversity within the industry to make this thing legitimate you know what i mean the minute it's not once you get down to like a single source just like isolate you know what i mean like like if we were gonna all turn to isolate today because somebody told us that (laughs) some scientist told us that that's 99.9 percent pure so it must be the best thing for you you're like no that's actually that literally we i i we we call it the hot dog of, of of extracts you know because it's just like it's not even <laughs> close to quality that we're looking for. You know what I mean? It's like right. it's just a bunch of lips and assholes thrown together and extracted <laughs> and turned into a, a clean-sounding product, but yet almost effectiveless, you know what I mean, as far as, like, without bringing mm-hmm. it in with something else. So, so yeah, it's like, because, like, as example, as an example, at your awards, which were awesome, by the way, Thank uh, you. Thank you for being there. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the girl? What was the one girl that like swept it? What was her deal? The one that had all. Oh the, my had, gosh, Kim. Who was that, by the Kim way? Kim with Privy Peach. Yeah, she has me. the most awesome products ever. She picked out all the. She literally yeah. was smart and went like, you know, what are the biggest selling <laughs> things in the world in the medical field yeah. like right now? It's like, hmm, 
you know, she didn't do did she do hair loss too? She did hair loss, right? No. Yeah, and yeah. she has a yeah. gift that she literally has hair a loss gift that what and how she puts boner it all pills together. basically. Perfect. That's what you go for. That's the money maker. That's Boom. The market, right? Give me the boner pills. <laughs> now, is it a, now tell me about that one that she had. That was that was interesting. Oh my gosh, you guys should have been judges. Next year maybe you could be some of my testing judges. Yeah. Be ju- it's very awkward to ask judges what to have sex thing to, to test the product. Sounds, this one's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a really awkward one right yeah. there. <laughs> See, because unfortunately, I am so I, I don't need it so much mm. that it would be like, yes, it works great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I need to find some lame guys. Okay, can I? I have to tell you a really funny story, and he'll probably kill me for saying this on your radio show. No, but um, Representative Salazar was at the Indo Expo in the Hemp Hallway, right? Sure He's was. running for Colorado Attorney General. He's <laughs> awesome. Yes, he is. He's the guy we need to be the next Colorado AG. Right. So he was at the Indo Expo. I asked him to be one of the judges for some of the products to sample mm-hmm. and judge. And I literally had to ask him if he would have sex with his wife to try Ken's uh, male enhancement dude, dude stuff out, dude enhancement cream out. And he said yes. So I was like, thank you. It was it was funny. Did you tell me you needed a video of an application to make sure that it was on, put on correctly? <laughs> I told him, don't give me too much details. I just want to rate it from 1 to 10, and I got a 10. Wow. <laughs> Mrs. Salazar must be happy. <laughs> we need to get Learn him on your show. some real street knowledge. Today. 100%. Yeah, no, for sure. They definitely need to get him on. And, uh, well, that's good. So this will give you a reason when, when you're coming back on the show, obviously, to come hang out with us. Then that's that's a great guest, yes. a great guest to bring in. Um, so uh, okay. So speaking. So let's go back to the bill. Let's go back to the bill now. Um, what's the chances of this thing passing? And who's on? Like who's who's our biggest sort of advocates right now that are that we need to sort of remind that? Deal with. Who's that? Kill yeah. So I mean, yeah. So <clears throat> I would say, depending on who you ask. Like the GW side would say, this bill's going to pass no matter what. The Veronica side and the other hemp side says, no, it's not going to pass. Nothing's guaranteed. Now, hasn't GW One been shut things, down before in a couple other states trying to do the same thing? They have. They have. And, you know, Colorado, we're ground zero. We're at the center right here for all things cannabis, both hemp and MJ. So what we do really sets a huge standard. Plus, it also gives a very interesting perception, perhaps, to the, F- the Fed. If we say CBD is a drug and approved here as a drug also mm-hmm. for dispensing, that might actually validate the Fed's position to say, well, Colorado even said that it's a drug and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's just a lot of lingering questions. Now, one of the good things about the meeting is that the representative who sponsored the bill and one of the other senators there, Senator Don Quorum, they saw that the industry is very concerned. They thought there was more unity in decision-making, and they, they realized that wasn't the case, and the industry didn't even know to the last minute. Right. So they're kind of on the edge already now. I think we, I think the ball's in our hands. You know, I think it's in our hands. They need us to support them. GW needs us to support them. At this point, and, and we need to take care of ourselves. So wouldn't right. wouldn't it be possible though that the other I think it was like New Mexico that they got shut down wasn't it? There was a, there was one or no. two no, no who was it there was a state no. there was a couple states I thought that actually they had tried to pull some of these same maneuvers and they go like no next one I mean otherwise I'd say like they would set whatever the, they did to set precedent I'd be all over that shit be like well but I, I mean GW is it's weird too because they've been in the they've been in in this. 
game yes. for so long and people have, you know, kind of gotten used to the name and it's sort of like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 when I was in Amsterdam, you know, Rob Clark was working with them and all these people that, you know, reputable people that were working with these guys. And it was a, actually a moment in time where I sent uh, Sage clones to them at some, and it got categorized and it was in there, but then it got you know, wasn't didn't fit their profile, which is probably to my advantage at this point in time because I'd be like, I'd be half proud and half just totally fucking pissed off. Obviously, just be the other, the next, yeah. it'd be the next chapter in the the world. But you know, I think the the problem that I see is that if they if they try to, they might you know come in and say, oh no, we're only going to do these two two conditions. But at a certain point, right. if, if there's anything federally accepted. If exactly. it, we're fucked because that, and that's the thing. That's I think right. where we all realize that we, we've been wanting it to be legal for so long that we all kind of like now see the reality of legality, and it it's not as fun, not even fun. It's just not as yeah. It's not. It's, it's like oh shit, but that because if you think about it, like you know, legal anything, we're not the reason we're not doing it at home and doing it like we do when we grow weed and process and make edibles and do whatever is because. You're not allowed to, and and they make it complicated enough and right. scary enough that you're like, well, fuck that. No one's going to grow tobacco and start selling their own cigarettes. You know what I mean? And be like, yeah, I got my own yep. cigarettes. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Taxes? Don't need it. You know what I mean? No way. And that's what it'll all come back to taxes, and it'll all come back to those things right. that are like totally what we don't really we need. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so, so, That's okay. So, um, That's okay. So Salazar, we need Salazar to come to our rescue is what you're trying to say at this point in time. He seems pretty receptive Salazar to the Salazar has, he, I can tell you this about Salazar. He's a man of his word for sure. He's mm-hmm. actually one of the sponsors on the Hot Food Sale. Nice. He is the only one, like, I trust enough to be able to battle sessions. And if we had, you know, FDA come after our producers here for the other side of cannabis for hemp. So I do see, I really feel confident in him for so many reasons, and I've worked with him for quite a while. So I, you know, we got to support him and get behind his campaign. Uh, you know, he's he's not the typical white guy. Yeah. Let me put it like that. Right. And, uh, you know, if if, uh, if this bill does get squashed, which I mean, the thing is, and, and like I said, I think we all can readdress it in a different direction in a different you know and come back exactly. come back at this next year, it's next funny, year. It's, and it's funny how some things drag out for so long and then you see how when they try to push some agenda through like a midnight session we're gonna do that midnight on friday when no one's around yeah, you know what i mean that's when it gets super sketchy <laughs> yep. and uh yep. you know and colorado has literally just been kind of like just fucking Spit, literally just spitting in the face of the industry it seems like as far as like you know we want money it's just like money 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 and you're like wow there is no i mean i feel like when 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 washington state got rid of medical is when you know they lost the plot and then i really thought that colorado yeah. would never do that and now i see it just happening kind of right in front of our eyes where it's like they're really just trying to yep. squeeze out the idea of medical which is ridiculous because there's thousands of people who moved here and they're like, so and it, and it's so vocal and they've all been documented and, yep. and, and, Oh, speaking of which, look at this is what I was thinking. I was just thinking of it. And then I totally got on that. Um, so the session, Jeff sessions, little uh, thing yeah, yeah. went, went down. Right. And mm-hmm. sounded pretty positive. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that all sounded pretty yeah. positive. It's like, wow, look, a judge who actually has a brain and like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, you know, it's like, it's only taken 200,000 hours of, you know, time because I mean, they've, there's been so many court cases that mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I mean, it's like, how do they not 
address any of this up until now, but it seemed like the, just right. those five people that they put up in front was enough to like show the ridiculousness of it all. Um, well, it looks seizures. like it's going to be able to, I do think it's going to move forward. I think the judge is going to think there's like legal presidents can continue moving forward or grounds to stand on mm-hmm. because he did recognize that there is medical value. How can he not? We're about to approve an overseas country's drugs for mm-hmm. CBD that they still consider cannabis, a.k.a. marijuana, under the CSA. I know. And it's, and it's um, yeah, it's it's very, very ironic, obviously, at the same time. And, and it's like one of those things where, but, you know, we all look, just as we said earlier, mm-hmm. when it becomes legal, then what? We're fu- are we more fucked than we are? We could be. It could become to the point where, no, you have to buy your cannabis from this and that and that's kind of what's happening in Colorado you see it like like when people who don't smoke or don't have any idea what's going on in the scene they just look at it like well of course they can just go buy it and there's like no dude it's not even like I mean the the people who are the I mean yes the people who don't smoke who don't normally grow it or do yeah they can do that but if you're normally growing your own there's an absolute that's like suicide almost <laughs> I'd rather slit my wrist than buy weed from a lot of these shops you know what i mean i'm like you're fucking kidding you're like this is not Ew. it's not weed no i'm not touching any of that heck no that's like a new form of cancer in my opinion mm-hmm. this is a few things dw farm pharmaceutical lobbyist said to me and as well as yesterday at the meeting they said a few interesting things one they said that you know they would get exclusivity after approval for seven years so no one who tried to submit a new drug application for, like, CBD drug under those particular uses would be able to get it for seven years. So that was interesting. They also said that if we didn't pass this bill, we would be hurting sick children, which oh. is ridiculous. And, <laughs> Come on. And, 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 and I know. And so yesterday it was funny because one of the GW ladies, she said, well, if insurance doesn't cover our prescription or the parents can't afford it because they don't have insurance, then they can just go to the store and get it. Well, okay. So, boom. Thank you. You just gave me my argument in some sense. So, one of the things I think on Tuesday we should also assure the committee members, which is that some representatives from the House, they what we need what I want to reassure them is that we Colorado can provide for these 1,000 children if that's how many there is. We will make sure for the next year these 1,000 children with these conditions get the product they need for free. Of course. And I will get five or six. Exactly. I'll get five or six companies to agree to that and we'll special formulate it, whatever, make sure they get worked with and taken care of until next year when we readdress this bill. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. And and, and that's that's awesome that she said that because, I mean, it just shows that they're they're not willing to bend. They're not willing to adjust for, for situations like we would be because we're, we're a community yep. and our community. I mean, that's the, the, that's what sort of, I think tears up at people because we've always self-regulated each other. So it's always been like both good and bad, you know, it's like, Oh, so-and-so's fucking ripping everybody off. Fuck him. He's out. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we do that. Exactly. And all, and also, Oh shit, they had a fire. Oh fuck yeah! Let's get them shit. You know, we 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 mobilize. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're 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 like the perfect yeah. example because you're you're the kind of person who uh, I know 100 percent goes like does those things just because you know not, not you. nobody's telling you you have to hey you, you can make money on this or you know it's like that's never you know never never never, never. an issue. It's always been like you know whoa we made money on this that's weird <laughs> like I never <laughs> see that that's usually the case um, but for the most part like. Uh, 
there's no reason that, and I, I think I've said this 10,000 times on the show, but I always repeat this because I feel <laughs> it's the most basic fucking thing. Medical should be supported by recreational, and it shouldn't even be cost you anything. You should just be able to show that you need it, and then you can get it for free. That's just the way it should be because – I awesome. and, it, and it shouldn't be, oh, I'm medical because I have a card. It should be medical because I'm fucking medical. That's the way it should be. And it would be – we know that the reality is if there's 130,000 cards, then that means there's about 45,000 patients, let's say. The rest are – like borderline, maybe they got a little ache and pain and they just made it up. But you know what I mean? And that's because of the system of if you're going to give you somebody a way to do it, they're going to do it. Right. I mean, that's, we know that, but those 35 to 50,000 patients that are serious that are like, well, yeah, free. You know what I mean? There's not nothing they can hardly anybody. There's a, maybe there's a couple guys that can put you out of business, but there's very few, you know, most of them it's like, they need an ounce a week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What the fuck's that? It's right. nothing. You know what I mean? That's 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 yeah, a tiny bit. And and a lot of times, they don't need the fucking top 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 notch. They just need something that's the right balance. You know what I mean? And if it's a CBD situation, we're talking yeah, even more ridiculous. Like we got. Well, you know what? Though <laughs> we we have to even we're even bigger than THC and CBD now. We have THCV, CBDV. There's one of the guys at the awards. They won best. CBN product. They had really good CBN levels in their in their uh, tincture that one, I believe it was. Right. I was shocked. I was like, hey, we are so much more impressive. Like, it is not just one cannabinoid. And the problem is GW Pharmaceutical, like, I'm not keep trying to bash them, mm-hmm. but they are, they have wised up to the fact about the entourage effect. They know it's not one single cannabinoid anymore. They right. want CBD well, also. Well, this is insane. Yeah, I mean, they oh well, the thing they 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 actually did always recognize it because their whole thing was it was yes. it was always a complete a whole plant medicine. You know what I mean? So they did recognize it, I think, but they just were focusing maybe their literature and their sort of direction on CBD and and THC. Oh, okay, but but they, yeah. they they did understand it. I just don't you know. I think that maybe they just didn't want to come all all out and be like we're taking it all. But now we will. Oh, wow. <laughs> now that now, now we know. <laughs> yeah, well, now they can take the mask off, you know what I mean? And be like, ah, I told you. Exactly. I said CBD, THC. I meant everything in between, too. You know, and that's, yeah. and that's the, the, I mean, every year the, the onion kind of opens a little another layer. And we're like, oh, you know, none of us knew about CBG 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Now, exactly. But now we all know. And then 10 years from now, they're going to be like, you didn't know about that? I'd be like, no, nah, how do we fucking know that? You know, it's, it's, it's literally, you know, cracking open uh, these these mis- the mysteries of cannabis, which there are a lot. Well, and you know, they, they have this argument, and I appreciate this fact that they've spent millions of dollars in research and development and testing and clinical trials and trying to go through a drug application submission of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But Colorado also has spent millions and millions of dollars doing research, just not the same kind. Mm-hmm. We've done, like, decades of research already with all our customers, all our patients, the caregivers, the grows, the type of the genetics. You know, I mean, we also have done it, just not the same way. Yeah. I don't want that to be ever discredited because Big Pharma thinks they have a better way of doing it. Well, the thing is that, like, every when you when you when you have to do a new drug and run it through the whole FDA and stuff, it is literally like we know it. that's the reason why every doesn't matter what it is, they have to go through all these clinical trials and they have to pay all this money and it's a lot of fucking right. cash goes out and all their investors want to get their fucking pay and everybody's like Meh, on pins and needles and when they take when it finally hits they have you know seven years to make it happen then they're going to get generic yeah. uh, generified basically by everybody else so 
they gou- you know, and, and you see in the gouging in the pharmaceutical industry and how it's just nuts right now. So then you take something like this, which is actually a plant-based, and it's mm-hmm. it's like the, the reality of all plant-based medicines and uh, herbal tinctures and things like that. It's like they do work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sorry, guys, but this is how it really, really works because we are you know using nature to our benefit, whereas they're trying to like benefit from nature you know what i mean it's the other way around so they're kind of coming in and oh we're going to extract x y or z and then you know the idea that they're going to control that because they extracted it and it's oh it's it happens to be in whatever you're growing uh it's still never as effective you know what i mean so i think it's one of those like right so yesterday yesterday someone we both know Mm-hmm. Get brought up a brought up a point, which I'm not sure how I feel about. But she said um, that to relate it to like the like CBD, like this. So CBD, or I'm sorry, if someone had a massive calcium deficiency, uh-huh. they could go to the doctor and get a prescription for like a concentrated calcium amount, right. whatever, but by prescription only. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can go get calcium supplement at your store. Yeah. They're trying. She, 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 she was suggesting, like, these two pathways. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not against those two pathways. I just don't know if they can coexist yeah. yet. No, I know exactly. And so for us to a, I know exactly law, who you're talking about, and B, <laughs> no, I don't think that's <laughs> you, you can't. Well, the, the problem is we can't adjust right now just because. We have to, like, you know, that hold our ground, like you said, and just, like, come on, guys, like, one more yeah. year. One more year, no problem. We're not going to, like, throw you. Right. We're, we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We're actually going to. Exactly. We're going to, like, reevaluate it and maybe make it better. We're going to raise that kid for one exactly. more year until it's a little smarter, and then we can throw it out in the water. <laughs> we can toss it yeah. out, like, one more year. <laughs> it. No, let's not just throw it out as a newborn. Let's, like, re- kind of see which direction it goes. Hey, it's a pretty good kid. Maybe we'll keep it, you know what I mean? Or we'll end up exactly. doing that. But. But I also see that the end of I see I, mean, I see this industry growing, uh, you know, a little too rapidly for itself in some ways, and and obviously, yes, I agree like, with you 100 uh, percent on and also, that one, and not in other ways, not socially at all. Like socially, it's mm-hmm. not growing at all. It's mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. retarded, basically. <laughs> so it's like a retarded social side. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, I'm using the word <laughs> retarded, but it really is in the sense that it's not moving forward in any way, shape, or form. Actually, though, sorry. I, I, I have actually some incredible news. Not really incredible news, but it was wacky news. I love serendipitous situations. And, like, so my kid, I uh, he just started jujitsu classes a couple days, like, about maybe a week ago. And we're on his, like, third lesson. I heard. We're on the third lesson, right? And we're and Cece was sitting there with the mother of another kid this who's, like, a little blonde five-year-old kind of same build as him and everything so it's like perfect because they have like now they have uh, somebody to sort of work with and you know we'd already met a couple times and then they asked my so they asked my wife what what she did you know what do you guys do you know oh well we work in hemp and and uh my dad my you know my husband has a a radio show and you know weeds basically weed weed you know (laughs) that's all she had to say weed And then uh, they were like, oh, well, we actually, uh, we're the ones with the first license to open the first social club. And I was like, oh, my God, how fucking wacky is that? Ironic. That's a small world. (laughs) Right? The two kids, they don't even know what they just created. You know what I mean? As far as, like, a relationship goes. Because I was already like, oh, I told Cece, like, cool, we'll get them on the show before they open up. Because they're planning on opening them pretty soon. And they're in South Broadway, and they're doing everything by the books, and they're the first one to get approved. So it's happening to a point, but 
I have a lot of questions because yeah, there's I, I've heard some pretty lame ideas, and I'm I'm like hoping that they're it's not their lame idea because I was like going like isn't I've heard that they were like the first one is going to be a vape only, and I'm like Ooh. I mean if that means okay if we can smoke dabs if if that's fine then I can deal with it <laughs> you know what I mean but if it's okay so this is this is what I think that's all about the Clean Indoor Act and so I don't know if you remember but I had oh, one art and tea shop but you it was out. the first like mm-hmm. cannabis place you could smoke at mm-hmm. in Lafayette. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? In 2012? No, no, yeah, I, was, I don't think okay. I ever went to that, but no. I don't think you, I don't think, you might, no, I don't think either. But so I, I had that, and so one of the ways I got around letting people consume at that location was saying that it was safe only. Sure. Because it wouldn't violate the Clean Indoor Act. And mm-hmm. we did smoke in there. What? It's closed down now. You broke the but law? We used, like, filters. No, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I but think, I bet that's what it's about. Sure. And that's and that's that's the reality. Yeah, of course you can't. Yeah, you can't do. It. But I mean, I would think that somebody, well, if they were going to do a smoking place, would be like, okay, I have an indoor and I have an outdoor area. And outdoors, you can still fucking smoke joints if you want to, like actually smoke marijuana. That's well, what's they, so they crazy. Have cigar bars. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. I was just going to say that. Why can't we be like a cigar bar? And and I mean, theoretically, if you bought a cigar bar, wouldn't you be able to let people smoke cannabis inside of that space? And there should be bunch bunch of them already around. I would think, but. Who knows? So I know that I know the cigar bars are required to do a bunch of like high tech, you know, filtration stuff. Mm-hmm. That would be the same thing that would work for cannabis. Of course, you know, consumption in a private location or like a club location or you know, even a retail location in a private room or something. Yeah, it's. So, I mean, because when I hear somebody, oh, and I said edibles too, and I was like, well, that's kind of laughing. That's a laughing stock right there. Like, you can do edibles in my in my place. Really, I can do edibles in the. Can street. I do mushrooms? Well. Can I get some mushrooms? <laughs> of course. See, you're always going to step. We're going to always. Probably what the yeah, Wolf will be opening right? soon. Yeah. Opening soon. <laughs> <laughs> Next door. Um, but yeah, it's like the you know the idea of smoking uh, vape pens and eating edibles. I'm like, I can do that. Like in the supermarket while I'm walking to, while I'm buying food, you know what I mean? Nobody would ever yeah. question you. Like, But uh, for the most part, uh, it's crazy how we're like so many years into so-called legalization and we're still like talking about this. It's like weird. You're like, God, how? And, and every time you think it's going to pop off somewhere else, it still doesn't happen. Like, you know, Vegas doesn't. I know, it's bullshit. Big it's talk, special. no action. You know what's really yeah. It's really weird that we have like this discussion at legislation uh, session going on right now about some bills that are trying to do like opiate locations. You can, I guess, like safe injection sites or something exactly. they call them. I forgot what the term is. Sure. And so I'm totally for that, 1,000%. But I need some safe consumption sites. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Exactly. So what it, the fuck? Right. It makes it, it's a, it seems like a big leap, right? You're like, okay, so we're not going to, we're, we're going to not even give these guys an option, but. Sure, you want to inject heroin? Come on down. <laughs> We've got your spot. <laughs> your you know? address. Yeah, no, I, and I, and I lived in Holland obviously for years, and they've had safe injection sites for forever. And yeah. same with Switzerland, and it definitely is better than having guys on the street fucking of leaving course. needles everywhere and shooting up in alleyways and stuff. So it's it's better, but it's crazy that we would even. Like not, you know. But can't can, you guys smoke at the coffee shops in Holland? Like, of course. Isn't that okay to smoke? Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. No, the, the weed okay. weed has never been. I mean, and that's the thing is they have safe injection sites, but they also have safe places to smoke cannabis. And that's like, you know, yes. that city has not suffered in one in any way, shape, or form. Even though 
you know, there's all different groups, Christian groups or whatever would be like, oh my God, it's horrible. But it's like, no, you get hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars a year from tourists coming through and spending all their money and losing it half the time and then spending, buying, getting more and like, you know, mm-hmm. and buying just stuff they don't need just because they want to smoke weed. And it's just like, you know, it is, it, in the, when it's off there, it's off. You know what I mean? Like when you're off season, you're like, wow, it's quiet. You could never survive on these people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it, really? it's like the doors open and wow, it's a million people, a new, like a, literally a million people coming through your city when there's only a million people there. It's like, holy shit, it doubles in population and it's all... They all rent rooms. They all wow. stay in hotels. You know, it's like it's that kind of a town. It's always been a touristy place, um, and it accommodates what it can accommodate. But at a certain point, the town's full. You know what I mean? Um, Denver is fucking up right now. What about and, places like Ibate? How are they operating? If I bake, I thought they got shut down. I thought they got shut uh, down. Did they finally get? I, I think they're barely surviving. Such a still weird sketch. Right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I never went there because I had obviously the hood lab and all yeah. that going on. And every time it was like, you know, I, I'd, people would go there and then come to us, and then just by the description alone, I'd be like, all right, I'm not going oh, by there. Right. You know, I don't need to go there. Yeah. It's like, what? Don't yeah. fucking put your lips on any pieces, dude. You're gonna get herpes. I'm like, all right, that sounds like a terrible place to go. <laughs> even Ew. though, even though it's probably not true but it still you know makes your brain not want to go there <laughs> like, okay you don't want to go you've there you've seen it you could believe it exactly yeah. there you go you could <laughs> i went to a spot in the springs and they it was smoking outside on their patio what, lazy lion or something no uh the a64 cafe? yeah the, uh, a64 studio hemp. 64 uh and then it was and i think they did dabbing inside club. yeah so, i mean 64 Club, not Club 64. It's, 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 no, it's, yeah, it's studio. The, uh, oh, yeah. Are you studio. talking about, about Rob and Chloe's Club 64? No, no. That oh, was you're talking about the other guys that did Amy the same thing, basically. Yeah. You know you know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, gotcha. And oh, they were in Springs? They were in the Springs, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in the Springs. It's exactly. downtown. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the problem is that well, what, okay. what I don't like, though, is like a lot of times when guys do those places is they – because the reality is, yeah, you're not going to make any money. It's really hard to make money. But yeah. then they always do like, yeah, you know, donate. And then <laughs> you're going to get some weed. And then it's like, you're just, just you're just selling weed. You know what I mean? At that point. So it's like, and, and since there is an actual fucking protocol, you know what I mean? To go, when there's no protocol, fucking go for it, dude. You know, if you can't sell, like if you're in Oklahoma and there's nowhere to open up a fucking bar, sell weed, I don't give a shit. That's great. But with the minute that there is actually a legal thing, when you do that and you, going to the guise of a donation i think it's just kind of lame in a way it's kind of like it, it, it i'm not i'm not into that donation idea i think that's the stupidest shit ever yeah and like, I, I think that I you should definitely byoc it mm-hmm. should always be like bring your own cannabis sure and then you could charge them a fee for coming in or something but like not that's a normal fee operates, not like 500 dollars a night no exactly but yeah i don't think yeah, I, I I always hate it, and there's because it's like, and right now it's huge in like the East Coast. It's crazy, like it is so funny. Like in DC, it is bonkers, dude. There's people who like there's Why? There's, there's well, because there's like two. I, I met two guys, two brothers. One of them's tattoo artist, um, and him and his brother were like, yeah, basically we just rent out. We, we take a we get a building. Sometimes they even do it in like abandoned buildings. They just right. go and they'll have a fucking address. Everybody meets up because of social media, <laughs> and they'll have you know forty to eighty vendors. And everybody will have a couple pounds of weed, sometimes even, you know, 10 pounds of weed with them. And they'll sell it all in ounces and they'll have their own little labels on everything. And people will just walk around like it's a flea market and buy weed. And every, the only way you that get, is so cool. And everybody has stacks of T-shirts or stacks of something else. And you buy a T-shirt and you get a free ounce of weed. And that's the whole thing is everyone comes out with like piles of merch and weed. <laughs> you know, so if you bought eight, <laughs> say you bought eight 
t-shirts and like half a pound of weed is what you'd end up with, you know? And so it's like, and, and there's like three floors of this going on. Right. Wow. And I was just yeah. like, and I was, and then my friend, uh, Jerome Baker, uh, the guy who owns Jerome Baker, he was like telling me that he was just, he was just there on a visit and it was like, Hey, come on with me. And he sat there and he was like, holy shit, this is crazy. He got on the phone. He called his friends in Cali. Like, you guys may want to check this out. Because <laughs> this is like, it was nuts. It was like, and, uh, you know, people were like, oh, dude, it's all legal. But it's like, come on, guys. You know, and then, uh, you know, it, it kind of, I mean, I think it's great when you can flex like that. Because I'm never going to, you know, hate on people for doing shit like that. But That's at, so a, cool. at a certain point, though. It is like you know. It shows you. It shows you how like everybody's missing out on a better experience if it was legal, legal, you know, or if there was a way to do that properly. Because I mean, I think there should be like, for instance, like I think it's a good idea because yep. I think there should be a there should be a farmers market where people should be able to mm-hmm. sell a certain amount and not be you know as long as you don't go gangbusters, you come there with a couple pounds of weed, whatever. That's like we should try to pass a bill next session to do that. We should talk more about this idea. Like I, if you're serious, I mean, I think it's because that's one of those things that it just drives me nuts because they've. I mean, even if you only have twelve plants, well, you can't do nothing with it legally because they have no options. And at the same time, twelve plants can produce a decent amount of weed. So if you had a little excess, why why shouldn't you be able to? either trade it or do whatever openly you know what i mean we shouldn't be a big issue and it shouldn't come down to like ounce at a time like i'm gonna walk out of the house and announce to you every fucking 20 times in a day or something but you know but for legal well, issue- and it actually might it might actually help if we approached it as the idea of it would help diversion out of the state because right. it would help people have the option in state swap me all legal mm-hmm. limits whatever you know that'd be awesome I mean, other states do it, and it's like one of those things where you, when you actually, again, with cannabis, it's always like it sounds so crazy until you do it, and then you're like, is this really what we were all just worried about? Like a bunch of people getting high and hanging out and nothing really happening. That's like, you know, too much. Like, you know, and the more you make it sort of crazy and whatever is like it's it's uh, it's easy for people to, you know, never, if you don't experience it, then like you do it and you're like, oh, well, fuck. Here's ten thousand people with all high, and it's like way better than ten thousand people all drunk. Go down to the beer fest, and you don't want to hang out with anybody. You know, what I mean, you walk around, there's not one good conversation. It's just like, you know, like you get a bunch of weed people together, and it's like it's way. It's always it's the vibe's always a lot. Yeah, more. there's no fighting. Right. There's no fighting. <laughs> well, I had Norton. No we almost had a fight with Norton in our in our place one time. So there you go. Like of all people. So, <laughs> take leave it to a lawyer to get into a fight, to a fist fight at your in your shop. But uh, no, pretty much for the most part, weed weed events are are non event. Well, in Cali, they got yeah. Some- until the, the cannabis cup, I know the Emerald Cup sounded so good. So, speaking of Cali, I want to ask you something mm. about that in a second. But sure. if we still have the cannabis cup here, that was actually a really huge event. Mm-hmm. I think, and I might be biased. That the Indo Expo 2018 here in Denver killed it. It was like it is like the hugest event for sure in Colorado for cannabis, and I I think it might be one of the biggest ones in the nation. Well, Colorado, Oregon, once and they Cali. Move, exactly. If you combined them all, and then I think the cool part was we were talking about earlier. It's like it's nice though when it didn't doesn't go too quickly too too big because it it doesn't matter if it's a, a expo or or if it's a cannabis cup or whatever. It's like there's a certain 
sort of size where it's it's no longer you, you just don't get to do what you want to do you're like oh man i didn't even see you yeah, i was there I, I was there all weekend bro i didn't see you it's like yeah because yeah, I, I was on the other side because if you went to vegas you would have been just blown away the vegas thing which was the oh really the MJ, mj bizcon it was yeah, six, yeah. 600 booths you know what i mean so that's like really? yeah that's the biggest yeah. thing right now going to, by far you know and it was like you know vegas style so it's like and and literally yeah. i saw people like just tuckered and like done you know like halfway through just like i'm I'm done dude i can't go any further you know it's like what like you you couldn't even make it down (laughs) every aisle for me it was tough because i knew everybody but for these guys it was just like they were they had like 80 bags on them and they were trying to like get samples from everything you know (laughs) what i mean and it was like i can't make it through but yeah oh my gosh and i know but when you get to those i didn't even get anything yeah but when you get to those size things it's not fun anymore so i mean it is good that that it's kind of grown at, at the pace that it has, I think, you know, it's like, it's yeah. given everybody the, cause it, you know, as a vendor, it's always, it's like, it's also interesting. Cause like, I mean, when it gets too big, you feel like you're lost in the sea of whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's yeah. also like, you'd rather have a more dense crowd than a spread out thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes. So it's like, in a way, if you can keep it kind of in a certain range, you're almost like, you'll, you'll, I think you'll last longer as an event. Cause the minute you get too big, the edges get a little bit weak, you know what I mean? So it's like there's like, oh, I didn't make any – because a bunch of unhappy vendors is the worst, you know what I mean? That's uh, – and, and, and attendees because this time the fire chief made us shut the door. Oh, that was bullshit. To get yeah. too many people yeah. in. That was insane. It wasn't even close um, to full either. It was like – In fairness, though, there were some companies that left like a bunch of carts and stuff in the hallway, and that's what he was really upset about. Oh, No, see. that was the morning. That was the morning. I actually dealt with that issue, right? So oh, I have to at least say the Indo Expo, I have to give them props for putting both the MJ side and the hemp side together under the same event. Like, mm-hmm. they've done a really good job with that, don't you think? I do. Oh, but yeah, then again, I'm biased. Of course. We're all biased a little bit. But no, that is <laughs> that is for sure my one of my parts of the event that I like the most is that uh, the CBD and the hemp people have... Um, and this time it was a lot more space. I mean, well, what, what happened in the beginning with that whole aisle going, like... One Remember the tent like, where you tried to put up that big, huge canopy that one year? Yes, I do. And they decided... You- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have pictures of that somewhere. I you know. put it up and then they made you take it down. I had, I had it going on. I had like the... I broke every rule possible. I had like a huge <laughs> tent inside and it was like fi- uh, blocking the fire. Everything. It was pretty much... It did everything wrong and I was like... I had it all up like, yeah, look, looking good. And the guy's like, take it down. I'm like, no... So, yeah. All right. yeah. Yes, I do remember that. Was that was so funny. <laughs> I, I, of, I don't know why I remember one, that. One of my, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that, too. That was definitely, that's one of one of the many escapades. <laughs> Basically, what I do at trade there's shows is I always really, try to t- take up as much room really, as possible. really, good times, like mm-hmm. with you and things that you've been part of. Mm-hmm. Like when you had, what was it called? Cannibal? Oh, yeah, that was a good That one. was like epic yeah. just because it was crazy with the snow all the people coming in we had just legalized wreck i know it was like it was we had, intense we had raekwon and we had dj Premier, and then i had like I, oh yeah I, I think we had at, at one point so the cops came like a couple times obviously like around and it was tw- <laughs> i remember the last time it was twelve eighteen. And I was like way over the time limit, you know what I mean? Because ten o'clock is pretty much like when you're supposed to kind of like do oh, sound, yeah. sound ordinance. And I mean, right now that neighborhood's blowing up even further. But there was, you know, residents all around. And I believe that it was because the quality of the music was so high 
that none of the neighbors cared because we live kind of on the edge of the ghetto and it's like we have Raekwon and DJ Premier live in the fucking back spot huge system and really like way yeah. like you could hear from three blocks away or four blocks away people were like ah, I heard it all the way down at Broadway or whatever you know it's like eight blocks away and I'm like really like oh fuck and then the cops came and one time they rolled in and they were like like what's going on you know and I was like oh well we got DJ Premier and Raekwon and the one cop goes the chef (laughs) and i was like oh you're you're a fan you know and he's like all right i'll let you uh, a little bit longer you know what i mean and then they came back like shaking their heads at me and i was like oh come on just one you know i was giving them the one more deal and they actually let it go it was pretty dope they were like you know all right then going and then i actually had a i even had another guy who's that ringing i hear some yeah it's probably another what is that secret phone ringing Oh wow! Anyway, I had a um, I had a, one of the guys who was checking all of the who checked all the uh, food trucks right for their like, he, and he had so he wears a badge. Oh, yeah. So he wears a badge, right? He has one of those flip out badges, and uh, so he's official. And at first, I thought he was a cop, but he came, and all of a sudden, he was checking all the permits, right? And he was this was like before the first day. And I was, like, totally nervous that it was going to be, like, oh, great, we're fucked. You know, I just put up all these tents with no permits. I didn't have nothing. I had not a single permit for the entire event. And yep. he was a hip-hop <laughs> fan. And when he found out that it was Raekwon and the chef, he, like, said, can I come with my friends? And I was, like, sure. And when he came back, he had, like, his fucking brand-new shoes and his fucking hood up. Looking and I was, good. like, wow, you don't look like the same guy. You know what I mean? And then he was, like smoke mota <laughs> i was like oh yes sir this is my guy right here so he was a parking dude too he he was in charge of the he was one of the parking guys so i was like yes oh, nice. those are the guys you want to know pretty much that was my favorite part of the party was that i knew the now i knew the parking guy <laughs> i was like yeah we didn't get busted i didn't know the parking guy and we managed to pay fucking raekwon and, and him so that's always that's the that other thing too funny yeah so that was a great event and then you were rocking the bar with your CBD coffee at that time right? that was that was that you was, know what I was making marijuana tea for everybody because everyone from out of state was there and they were so desperate because they couldn't even get wrecked you know yet uh-huh. and no one would sell anything to all the people and I was I wouldn't I didn't have anything I just made marijuana tea for like hundreds of people nice <laughs> that's what I did right and then we I had- just we had those chai guys there too, didn't we? At that time, the, the was, was that the one with the? Chai, remember those chai guys, the medicated chai guys that were super crazy around the corner? Did we have them? That that was that that the event? I think it was. Fuck, I don't. I just remember it was so cold, and you were <laughs> shoveling snow off the top of the tent at some point in the morning on one day. Yeah, no, I know it was rough. I was. Uh, it cost me that that thing cost me like over ten thousand dollars more than I thought it would because of the rain because of the snow. I had to like rent huge heaters and oh, tons of propane, yeah. and it was just like, oh, this thing is killing me right now. So it definitely it did. Was epic. It definitely was. A, I was rough on the on the on the budget, but it was a super awesome event. And uh, it's crazy whenever I go by that spot now. It's like now it's just full of airstreams. It looks all weird. It's like wow. I know it does look weird. Thi- I passed it the other day. It's the things totally that went weird. down there. You know, I mean, it's one of those deals. And yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it would work now because that neighborhood's so blown up. Of course. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was definitely a time and a place. Every time we're in a new spot, it's always like the time and the place, and then we're out, and then it, the whole neighborhood changes, and that seems to be our formula. Two years. Max, <laughs> after two years, no one wants us anywhere. Hey, get the hell out of here with your stuff. Um, 
There's so stinks in there. So uh, <laughs> back to the bill. Let's go right back all the way. We're going way back. Uh, what what's the what's the what's the website that people got? What how do people get, get involved with this? I, they need to go to growhempcolorado.com and they will see a link that says GW Bill um, mm-hmm. in the main menu. Then they can find all my contact information on there. They can find audio from yesterday's meeting. They can find when committee meets on Tuesday, what and where and when to do. In fact, Monday I'm going to be posting a free conference call number so people can call in and we can all have this discussion and try to come to some consensus as a community. Um but yeah, I think what. So, what do you think about this direction I'm proposing that we just put everything on hold for a year? Hundred percent. That sounds like the most logical. Okay. Totally sounds logical, and it doesn't. You know, it, if it's basically like saying, if if you think this is going to be good for everybody, let's then it will be good for everybody next year too, and we'll take care of it in between, and nobody should, nobody will suffer. So don't worry about it. Please don't worry about it. Uh, so, but what happens when GW gets upset and is like, no, their is <coughs> not as good as ours, or they can't take care of these kids because they're not doctors? What, what, like, well, I mean, the thing is, we're that not trying we, to give medicine. We just do have CBD and we have it available here, and these big companies are willing yeah, to we're work not, with. Yeah, we're never claiming it is medicine. You guys are the ones trying, exactly. to, trying to claim medicine. And, um, Right. But these kids are being benefited. The thing is that if they can only benefit a thousand people, there's a hell of a lot more people involved out here that need to get their medicine too. And it's, if, it, yeah. if you're not going to help True. them, who's going to help them? You know what I mean? So we're not going to wait for you True. to formulate your next formula. Like, oh, FDA, we have to go through the whole thing again now for the next thing. And like all these other people are going to suffer because we're going to just take care of a thousand people now. That makes no sense. You know what I mean? That's like, that. that is actually hurting more patients than it's helping by far. So why would you ever... That's a good cons- point. Why would you consider that, you know? And then on top of that, um, you know, again, we're we're able to take care of these people without claiming it's medicine. We're not here to take away your right. fire and be like, we're the new medicine on the exactly. block, you know what I mean? We're just going to offer right. straight raw products. Here's some tinctures and here's some, you know, here's here's our range <laughs> of things we're going to offer. None of them are in the same Sativex is you know, none of them are in your patented way of doing it. We have no nasal injections because that's all. I mean, that's that that is real. They have patents on that, so cool. We'll we'll totally right. respect you and your patent with your nasal enhanced spray thing. With your nobody touches that, you know what I mean? And guaranteed. And, and yeah. And there you go. What else? We're we're giving dogs. We're giving dogs biscuits. So is that, you know? is that what Epidiolect is? And, yes. And Heller. It's like a. You know, you spray it in your, like a little sprayer deal. Yeah. And oh, so it's not a tincture or a capsule. It's just a, okay. It, it has its own, yeah, delivery system and everything, you know. So, I mean, that's, ah. so fine. Keep that. We're not going to step on your toes. We don't want to take your millions of dollars worth of, in, you know, in, uh, research. But the problem is you also only have two strains or whatever. Come on. We, we, we have, there's, there's, well, what are we going to do with all the rest of these things that are here? You know, we're going to not process them. We're just going to go, oh, okay, well, if GW doesn't want it, I guess we're just going to end up sitting around yeah, and all this. Yeah, what are we going to do with it? So that's yeah. not no, no way and, over my dead body. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> I feel like at the, you know, and and I can understand that there's groups out there that are like all like, no, we got to do it now, we got to do it now because they just you know everybody wants things to go their way and that's great, but right, it, not at the expense of the rest of the people out there. You know what I mean? Not because one group gets to say that they spearheaded this 
thing and it went through, but right. it now benefits a thousand kids. That doesn't to me that doesn't seem like a, a thing that needs to be decided on right now. You know, I think that would be maybe there'll be two thousand kids next year and you guys can actually step your game up a little bit more, but I just think you have to benefit more right. people. It has to be for the benefit of the most people possible. You know. Sacrifice the rest. <laughs> no, but you know. No, and I mean, yeah, no, I totally get it. And I think that you're totally right about it's actually, you know, in fact, I would say we even have more registered hemp farmers than the amount of kids that they're talking. But it sounds it sounds evil <laughs> right. for me to say that because we don't want the kids to still suffer, yeah. but we can make sure they don't. Well, yeah, we you have a formulate. farmer for each kid. I think they got enough CBD, right? We think we got it covered, guys. I'm, yeah. <laughs> they got, I we, got, we, we got one Thanks. farm per kid. He's done. He's got a life. <laughs> he's got a lifetime <laughs> supply. Oh, I might have to use that. Thank you. That's a great idea. You're genius. One <laughs> farm to a kid. Boom! Yeah. I'm feeling that. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. I mean, if, if those numbers drive like that, then it's really like, hey, come on. How are we gonna <laughs> stifle such a huge market? <laughs> stifle such a huge market where they'll have no out? Because now all of a sudden, you know, you can't. I mean. If if they don't try to control CBD ever, even further, then I mean, technically, yes, you could move it across state line, et cetera, et cetera. So it can still be yeah. used, but why would why would Colorado not want to benefit from its own product that it's in its own state? You know, what I mean, it'd be ridiculous right. if we start exporting all of the CBD out of here because we're not allowed to use it. I mean, that would be weird. Weird. Yeah, I'm loving what you just said, though. The one farm per kid that was brilliant you don't even realize how brilliant that was there you go well, see, well i'll see t-shirts now at the, at the state house one farm per kid that'd be great chance a good chance sounds good sounds don't like a chance started sounds like don't a, rile the fire up <laughs> Well, the fire is already on fire. That's why you bring make the, it worse. That's why you bring the activists on the show. So then they can go do all that activism and go home and go to bed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's I love to contribute. Stress. I'll always contribute. You know that. But I, I know what a pain in the ass it is. It's like whenever you do those things, you're like, it, I mean, it feels good to be there yeah. and doing it. But sometimes it's like you realize, uh, like when we have uh, when we have Jessica on the show, I mean, she'll be the only one there by herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, God. How rough is that? Knowing that just one person sitting in listening to these fuckers uh, talk, and if she wasn't there, there'd be nobody to document it at all. You know what I mean? I it's know. like it's mm-hmm. nuts. So, you know, and I think that's because of people like myself who are like, "Yeah, you go do it." <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, so, anytime you can support any of these activists, please do because that's fucking how your shit gets done. You know what I mean? And right now, it's all lobbyists. Well, me personally, running. Jessica and I don't get along. I know, I I know you don't, but it's okay. Activists. It's fine. I, no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> I fun. support the 420 activists always and forever. Now, I do think if I could get people to come to committee and just spend three minutes testifying, you know, so the more mm-hmm. opposition we show as a united front in Colorado, that would be, no, like, no, see, I, I guess, also activism in sure. my mind. Sure. I mean, and when it was, uh, I guess it was what, 2012 or 11 or something like that, when uh, uh, I, I went and spoke and showed off basically what the, the thing that was the clincher, it was kind of funny too. It was like, I was like, okay, I got to go up there and speak, kind of put my two cents in. And like, as a hemp, you know, company owner for 20 years. When? At the library? No, at the state house, at the state capitol. It was like, oh, it was like, okay, it was like bad. 2011. Sorry. It was like 11, I think, or something like that, or right before 2012, mm-hmm. I believe. And then. Okay. But the thing that, and, and this is all because of Sam, obviously, kind of knew, she knew what to say. Mm-hmm. She's like, what you do yeah. is you bring your bulletproof jacket in and you show that off and you get all these guys like boing, 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 boners like instantly. And it was like, it worked. I was like, man, that works so good. I went in, 
And I said, yes, and I make bulletproof jackets out of hemp. And they were like, what? Bulletproof? <laughs> Everybody was loving me because of that. I was like, oh, that's all you had to say. And she, I was like, man, you really awesome. know, you know how to grease those wheels up there. Just show them the old bulletproof. And every cop in the fucking room's eyes were like, yeah, we love it. We need it. Do it. Camp. Where are like, those bulletproof yeah. ones? I need one of those. I think you do. You may be the one, the one person who might need one. <laughs> I need. I do right now. Small, please. So, um, so what is it? So, when's the next situation that we have to keep an eye out for? What's what's going down? When will, when will some decisions well, from this thing come out? Well, so yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday's the day. Tuesday's where we can kill it or it moves forward. Wow. And then it can't. Mm-hmm. And is there a t- is there a, um, so is there a physical time and place for all that? Yeah, that's the state capitol. Mm-hmm. Is there it's a, at one thirty, one thirty, and all that information is on Grow Hemp Colorado. Oh, good. And I'll post it on social media, and you guys can also reshare it if you'd like. Just because this is also about marijuana side, so I don't want it to be like all hemp. Although that's the side pretty much I'm on. Although I fight for both, but. This does impact perhaps marijuana and recreational. I just don't know exactly how in the long run either. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's important for both sides. Sure. To know what's going on. So, uh, speaking of Cheesecake Lady, she just texted me. She's in the area. <laughs> Look at that for an ironic show. Okay. Have See, get you're... off the phone with me. I <laughs> come on the show. Don't tell her I was on, though. Okay. Look at that. What is this? What? Come on. This is what kind of community are we? We can't even. We can't even. We'll squash. We'll squash hey, any you know issues. The, you know, let me just close can't this get two thing. ladies you know, on the show together. Awesome. Yeah. Two activist ladies on the show is tough, you know? It's like one of those... Yeah. Anyway, let, go, let go, me just let, let me just close with this. Okay. This would be the best idea for a fundraiser. I have the best idea. Do you want to know what it is? Tell me. Okay, so we all get in the ring. Like, there's certain people that you know we kind of box it out in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like certain with those people. Gigantic. Got to get those gigantic gloves though, so it's not really like we don't want people getting yeah. just clocked out. Okay. Those, those ridiculous I'll, gloves, I'll little bouncy floor. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's got to be a little bit uh, comical, right? We can't get too. Too vicious. No, that's fine. That's if you fine. want, because I, I know that you. would be really good. I, I can people already. Love to see certain people in the, oh boxing, my God. In the boxing ring. You would be an animal. That's the, that's why I know. I already I know. I already have two on my list. I got two uh, on my list for sure. Maybe a guy, too. Two girls and a guy. Yeah. No, <laughs> and that would settle a lot of deals, though. We can do that. We can do that next. Uh, yeah, we can definitely do that. Maybe we'll do it around 420 or something like that. We'll make it into an event so everybody can get their, their karma cleaning session going on. And uh, take it out on each other I love it. with gigantic gloves. Be the peacemaker. You know, um, uh, Ryan who used to be on the show with us. The kid, he uh, he wanted to do a show like that where it was just like this because he's like little salty guy himself and gets into all sorts of scrappy problems with everybody all the time. So he, <laughs> he understands. I was like, oh yeah, uh, I think it's a it's a very widely accepted idea in this industry. It's just very hard to get people to come. We actually had one point. This is a funny one. Uh, Tim Martin was going to throw down with Claude, right? Uh, which was Candy Claude. Remember Candy Claude? Uh, back in the day. And it was like, it's on. Meet me at the Hood Lab, right? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, And then it was like, so I was waiting with Vinny, and we got the whole thing ready. I had it all set up. I was like, oh, yeah, if they get here, we got the ring set up. We got it ready to go. And neither of them showed up. So that's what happens when, when that shit goes down. You know how it is. And I was like, really? And then, uh, and then, and sadly enough, nobody else came down either, right? So not a single person came down because it was like 
See you, see you there. I'll see you there, bitch. You know, man. I was like, man, this shit's going down or something. And it wasn't exactly word for word that, but it was like that. And I was like, oh, Vinny, this shit's. I think you think this is really going to happen. And Vinny's like, maybe. And then we're like, all right, we better set it up because we don't want to like miss the opportunity to to have Tim Martin and Claude go at it because I mean that would have been awesome. Didn't happen. They're so funny. <laughs> Did not happen. So, um, well, cool. Uh, what we need to do is next time get you in the studio. And yep. why, why don't you get Mr. Salazar with you? And that would be really awesome because uh, I've already realized when we were at, actually, while we were at that expo, I realized, like, yeah, he needs to come on the show. And, you know, I was, got him at the show. Yeah. See, it was one of those things. Bam, you're on the show. You come on the show. You come on the show. <laughs> I was doing that to everybody, obviously, because <laughs> he's here. So I, I said it to everybody. I was like, you come on the show? Uh-huh. And they all, hey, look at today, we already got two. Next, so yeah, anytime, any, and especially if there's something that we really got to address, and and it and it's timely, it's even better, yeah. of course, because then we can light the fire under some of these people, including myself, to maybe do something and keep this fucking industry alive because uh, it's getting more mutated every day, right? It's going to be at some point, it's going to be a, a shadow of the original thing that it was, and. Uh, you know, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, we, 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 let's try to, to let's try to, let's try to keep it out of that realm, and and hopefully, well, we'll see. Maybe hopefully, when they get these other guests on in a couple of weeks, and they they have some great ideas. And if they don't, we're gonna fill their heads full of ideas. All right, you know what you're gonna do? <laughs> you're gonna do this, this. this. No, but I think I think social clubs have to start here in Colorado for the rest of the country or the rest of the country to kind of follow suit because nobody seems to be yep. doing any like Massachusetts sounded like it was I gonna agree. be off the chain, and then all of a sudden, kabosh. Vegas, uh-huh. yeah, we're going to be the biggest, most, everything, nah. You yeah. know what I mean? But they're controlled by the liquor board, so they're fucked. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. You're never going to get them to budge on anything over there. And then Cali already has smoking places because they've always broken every rule possible. But now yeah. they have rules <laughs> that really are rules. And so we'll see how that goes. I mean, hopefully grandfathered in because of the reality of people like well we've never had a problem and you know it hasn't been like a big issue but i hope so that's the problem with legalization in general is it usually it just creates problems that were never there in the first place you're like there was, that was never a problem i don't know what you're talking about you know so uh we'll see we will see yeah i, I just want descheduling i just want it descheduled i'm not really a fan of legalization anymore i want it just re- removed from the schedule so yeah, so thanks for having me on, okay. and I will definitely keep you updated for sure. And then um, you're definitely going to help me with the next Hemp Award next year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm totally down. And like I said, we'll, we got he's not here today, but uh, we do have a really awesome video in in-house video guy that would be able to make that shit pop. Because I mean, awards, you know, we got you can you can get get a make it really really good and. I think also when you have such cool stuff because it's like when you're talking about all sorts of ranges of stuff it's not just like oh yeah it's the best of the same yeah. thing kind of nine different ways um it's nice mm-hmm. to have some back maybe a little bit of back video to show people what the what the yeah. hell we're even talking about <laughs> so you're like what the huh oh yeah makes sense now so for sure yep cool mm-hmm. i'm totally down yep it's gonna be off the hook next year all right well have a great evening y'all and thank you for having me again Right, for sure. It was great talking to you. Yep, see you in the future. In the house. So, um, talk to you soon. Yep, so I got a, I got a, uh, a fraud alert. 
Fraud alert. Fraud alert. Um, Save. Guy Jay Cuts from Elusive Genetics. This is out of Michigan. Small guy. Nothing huge. But, you know, had his little thing going on. Uh And... uh, Got his name hacked by some UK dude, right? As usual, <laughs> probably logic or something like that. But some UK dude hacked him, and uh, so obviously named it the same thing, elusive genetics. Contacted each other, basically trying to say, "Hey, you know, I've been doing this for a while," blah, blah, and they just said, "You know, fuck you." So if you're ordering from anybody in Europe or some other smaller whatever, and they see elusive, make sure it's not the UK guys because. They'd be fake. Not real. They'd be fake. Um, hopefully we'll find out what the hell real is because we'll get maybe get them on the air at some point. How often point. does that happen? How often? Um, more often than not. You know what I mean? It's okay. like it's it's to the point where, well, the problem is, is that now it's different because now, like, imagine, imagine, uh, you know, pre-internet, how long it would take for somebody to, like, A, Get get the word out to the same amount of people that you have if you've created some sort of a name and how hard it would be for them to fraud you because, you know, it's like it does, usually at that point it's all word to word, you know, person to person. And, and they're really like as far as packaging and things like that, no one sees it. But then nowadays it's like boom, 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 Instagram all day. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because what I realized is that, you know, unless I have somebody standing next to me with fucking iPhone ten and a macro lens and run around and just take photos of everything in my room when I'm actually doing work, <laughs> you know, doing things, then you're not going to be successful in the industry as far as, like, you know, and I don't give a fuck. It's like, whatever. I'll take some photos when I have a chance, but it's not like that's my first thing. It's like, yeah. actually, my first thing is taking care of the plants. But right now, the way it's the way it's uh, rolling is everybody's, uh, you know, pretty much going for whatever's hot. straight. You know, it's like... like my friend in Spain is selling gelato 33 at his shop. You know what I mean? Just to think that that's, and that's all the people, you know, and it's like, that's like, you know, my friend's doing the same cut in Rhode Island. And you just think like, okay, it just shows you how it's all name brand stuff. And it's a good, it smells nice and everything. It doesn't yield very good, but that's pretty much where we're at. Also in the industry is that people are finding one thing that's good and it's like been whoring it out. And then at the same, when you make a cut, when you would make a seeds with that, your chances are like one in 495,000 that you're ever going to get that thing back. You know what I mean? Unless you S1 it, and if you S1 it, that's kind of like taking someone else's work and just fucking going like, whatever, bro. You know, that happened to JJ with Stardog and a whole bunch of people happened to me a million times, you know, it's bubblegum. If you look up a lot of my stuff, you'll luckily you see a lot that's legit, but then there's companies I've never heard of. And so who knows, you know what I mean? And, and they don't send in original packaging anyway, then you just never trust them. So there's, like, guys from, uh, well, like Mark Emery, for instance, who's famous, right? He used to buy from me. And not much. Like, he came with a crew. You know, they, they came over and they bought seats from everybody. So they didn't take a lot of any particular person, but it was like, all right, we'll take, you know, 10 of each from all your stuff, which, okay, it'd be like maybe 200 packs, you know. And then four years later, they're still selling it. And you're like, really? And then I'd check and I'd be like, well, maybe they just don't sell a lot or whatever. And have people call in and say like, oh, I'm looking for Sage. All oh, Sage is one of our most famous, it's one of our most popular strains. So you're like, okay, so it's your most popular strain and you've had it for three years and you bought 10 back. <laughs> you know right. Right? So I don't think that really makes any sense. So, so how do you protect yourself like that? 
Well, I mean, the thing is you can't physically protect yourself because somebody can always take your stuff and, and claim that it's the same by just, you know, taking it and F1-ing it or F2-ing it, you know what I mean? Like, basically, you know, getting something that might be close but going to be all over the place. And if if they use your name, theoretically, you could, you know, work on a trademark, but you can't ever take it to a federal level, so you can never really go. To, so it's kind of like the, yeah. they got you by the balls in a way. Um, so really what I always tell everybody is just make sure you put the word out through as many channels as possible that are documented that people can kind of, like I always, back in the day before there was internet, I was always like, got to get it in print, got to get it in print, you know, boom. High times, try to get it in high times, even though didn't really mean a lot to me as far as like, oh my God, it's in high times. It was more like, okay, at least it's in there. Some people go THC, this yeah. string, okay, boom, it's, it's semi-official. Even better was to get in books. I always like to get in books better because books felt, even though it was, you know, probably not much more, but if you go to court, you, should, you open up a book and you're like, look, here it is printed in this guidebook from, you know, this year or this, uh, you know, uh, grow book from this year. It's even more official in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Legally, I don't know if that means anything, but just, you know, morally, I guess, or like, you know, showing the hierarchy of how you, how you you're the one who did it. And so, because I did that with a few different strains, it was like, I, you know, like we trademark Sage, we trademark Sage, we trademark MK Ultra, we tried to trademark Bubblegum, but then Simon somehow got it from Serious Seeds. Bastard. Mm. So, <laughs> but, uh, mm. you know, we trademarked all the ones we could, uh, and some of them you can't because it's too basic, but if it's like, Obviously, never used combination like Burmese Kush was easy. Certain things are okay. That's easy. That's easy, um, but never used them in a sense to go. Like never went after anybody, but it's just good to know. And now that we're actually in a situation where it's getting to the point where now you have legal weed. So almost, you know, when it gets really legal, then all of a sudden those trademarks. When it's federally legal, those trademarks are worth a lot, you know, mm-hmm. because all of a sudden it's like, well, this is trademark for the whole country and Canada and South America, you know, so that that's when you got to go to a federal thing. It can't be like, oh, you know, sure, take me to court, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you know, now we can. So just got to spend a shitload of money to hold those things, and that's redundant, you know, especially if you have 20 strains, 30 strains, 40 strains, it's like, fuck. That's and that's what the big companies seem to be like, just sitting there like, a, you know, just watching everything. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to be some... Uh, name grabbing and people using, I mean, I've seen my stuff hoard out all over the place and um, I, th- I almost feel like I'm lucky that I'm not flavor of the month right now because now I've Gorilla Glue and all those things are just getting <laughs> destroyed, you know, as far as like, you know, every single shop has Gorilla Glue and every single shop has, maybe it's not the right one and you gotta chase that shit around and it's kind of like, I always felt the same like when people would be like, oh, they got your heavy-duty fruity at the shop, and I go there, and I'd be like, this is, like, definitely not heavy-duty fruity. You know, I, mean, I have no idea what this is. Occasionally, it'd be, like, you know, even, like, a reverse where it was, like, that's not Burmese Christian, but that's fucking fire. Like, that is, like, you know, or whatever. But it's hard to know because people love to, you know, it's, you don't know what level they're at. You don't know if they got somebody told them it's that. They got a they wrote it on a thing and got all mixed up. And, you know, we, we've all seen so many, oh, yeah, how many combinations can can go. So when you get what is, uh, you know, the real thing with, I mean, verification is going to be the next kind of level of, like, at least with the breeders that are alive, you know what I mean? Like, or around still, or actually taking, claiming, whatever it is. But I mean, like, even skunk, uh, 
skunk's a good example because like Rob Clark and Watson and those guys who were responsible with Cultivator's Choice to producing this skunk. I mean, it was a three-way sativa, or it's a three-part sativa and one-part a- Afghan. So it's uh, very not skunky by nose, and but it's still a great plant. It's one of those things. It was an awesome plant, and it was kind of like it's weird though because the the name skunk before that meant like skunk. Oh, like that shit. That's what I feel like we're chasing. And now we're all, all the old we're, stuff. We're all chasing. Yeah, exactly. And. Even the funny thing with skunk number one is that people who grow it out are like, oh, my God, this is fucking awesome. And it's like, yes, it's a great plant. But it's also quite, it's not the most, like, it's not coming out like a stamp, like boom, boom, boom. There's a structure that you see within it, and it's like big buds and really, you know, wow, like, awesome. But it's also kind of dated in a way, too, when you see it. Like, now everybody's more used to Kush, more Mm -hmm. used to diesel, how it grows. And those are like so. It's so it's because they have uh, because the plants have changed so. Well, now they're so homogenized. They're starting to become more homogenized because so many people are using combinations of Kush and so many people are using combinations of sours and things. That like you know a lot of times you'll get stuff where you'll put down a bunch of seed and get a lot of good looking weed, but not much taste or variables between them. You know, um, luckily because of that, at least I feel like it's like we we went up a few notches, but we also lost a lot of cool shit you know what i mean along the way mm-hmm. even though we theoretically like if you look at a bag of weed right now it's going to look brighter and more exciting and resiny Sparkly. than it did yeah. most of the time back in the 90s there was still good weed of course but there was a lot more uh closer to also there was less pgrs in the plants and stuff and so now like like yesterday i got some how do you feel about that do you mind me asking well if i don't i don't want to i mean naturally occurring pgrs cool no, I'm find, talking about yeah, just but, not, but to, synthetic PGR. Talk like, about your achievements, you know, and then having that is kind of the uh, yeah, yeah. Added a little bit of yeah. No, I think uh, um, you know it's like the especially if you're going to grow for like for like r- extracts for medicine, man. That's what I mean. Yeah, you know? or or extracts especially and things like that that are going to be you know sure concentrated. Like now you got PGRs in there and you're going to cut. Con- oh, that's like starts to get really. Uh, unethical. Uh, so, well, yeah, totally unethical and, and, and self-damaging in a sense because there's no way that's going to be beneficial. I mean, there's absolutely no possible way because we already know that PGRs are carcinogenic in their own right. Now you're going to put it through a butane extractor and, like, that'll neutralize it. You know what I mean? No, you're going to, like, you know, bring it down to a level which is probably going to be super dangerous. Like, I saw some weed yesterday that someone bought a pound and it was like, you know, they showed it to me and it was like, I was like, oh, like PGRs right out of the gate because they were like yeah, really tight, tight, super tight, tight and machine yeah. trimmed. And he didn't know, he knew neither, <laughs> neither nor what I was talking about. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, machine trim, ooh, PGRs. He's like, what, what, what? And it was meant to be for bubble. And I was like, this is absolutely not what we really want for bubble. You know what I mean? It was to get into that is going to be a nightmare. And, you know, we did it and the yields were okay. But you could kind of, I mean, obviously, when the thing I love about bubble hash is that. Everything literally comes out in the wash. You know what I mean? Like you do it, and you see what kind of contaminants you got. You see what kind of uh, obviously different rate grades of resin, but you also get like the and the little tiniest details kind of pop up. You know what I mean? And it was like there was something wrong about it. You know what I mean? I was like, that's eh, probably the PGRs. You know? And mm-hmm. it was just so hard to. So basically, the first one you don't even like do anything. Just kind of like soak it and flip it like a 
bowl of cereal or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, and that yield not so great. And then the next one, a big yield, but it was also kind of like, I don't know, it was just it was weird, weird to see uh, what because I always all we said is we want the we want weed to make some bubble with, so we need some good resiny weed. And it was like this is the best. And I was like, guy. <laughs> Have you ever grown a living soil with a like a few cycles under your belt or anything? No, not you know the thing is my mom's so she's like so particular about. How she does it, keeping clean and this and that, and yeah. So she, I've been trying to convince her for a while. Um, so not really at the on any kind of scale or anything like that. I mean, there's been we we do we do stuff where we'll go from indoor to outdoor, back to indoor, same thing sometimes. But you know what I mean, like yeah, for the most part, haven't had it you know, in one spot. But tell us, tell us more about your TLO. Well, that, I guess that's the main difference. Is I don't really feel like it is TLO. I feel like that's kind of like apples and oranges because mm. of like the addition of the nutrient spikes and that kind of thing where we're more just you know uh, i guess we view it as like the stomach mm-hmm. of the plant right so the healthier we can build the soil the healthier the stomach the healthier the plant sure because they do all the work for it and i mean that's the thing about plants is they have an external stomach yeah. which is the mycorrhizal zone and the rhizosphere juicing up you know kind of like we are too I mean, we are the same we except we have an internal stomach and that's all you know uh your your flora and your in your your biome and and your ability to break those things down and, and move them and it's kind of crazy because people who get sick it's kind of like you can always focus on that and you're probably right you know what i mean because it's going to be your gut because mm-hmm. your gut's like your second brain and it's actually weird because when you think about the whole like getting a feeling from your gut it's pretty much a real thing because all of uh the serotonin is there so it's like it's kind of you know you think of it as a brain thing and you're like oh no actually it's all done there and and it's transmitted and so pretty pretty awesome when you start to tap into the reality that we're like like it's kind of like when you're figuring out plants and you're like uh oh okay if you're if you're not just following this and you're just but you're actually watching Especially when, like, for me, the thing is if a plant almost dies, the best thing is to give somebody a plant that's, like, almost dead and see if they can bring it back. You know what I mean? Because that kind of shows you almost the green thumb more than start from a seed and kind of see. Because sometimes the plant just does all the work anyway. Mm -hmm. But there's times when, like, I've seen, like, guys go, like, dude, don't kill it. I'll take it. You know? And then they take it. And you go to their place, like, a month later. And you're like, damn, looks good. And it's like they tapped into kind of, they saw, like, the, okay, you know, they, they didn't overfeed it. And they didn't overwater it. They kind of knew that it was could barely do what it's doing, and then they kind of you know ease their way up, and that's I think uh, part of the whole the living soil part that I like is that you let the soil do the work, you know? kind of age, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of just. Mm-hmm. I always like to teach the students that we're kind of pushing that snowball up the hill at first, mm-hmm. so that by the time we go over that little uh, peak there. Everything else just kind of takes care of itself. The labor, uh, the, just the the fact that you don't have to uh, dump your soil every month and that kind of thing. And then on a commercial scale, that's on, you know a whole nother level of uh, labor. Got to give Uncle Andy a shout out. I, I, I thought I said in the beginning, Uncle Andy's boy, didn't I? Right, anyway, big shout out to Uncle Andy for bringing the, us the attention of the fraudsters. I just had got a text like, "What? <laughs> what? Did you even get a shout out, bro?" Yeah, of course you get a shout out. Shout Jesus out. Christ! All right. So anyway, uh, back to back to the story. The thing is, I, I think it's uh, it's awesome when shops realize it more than because it's like 
it's it's like they really need to. The only thing that's going to separate yourself now is just having better quality uh, weed, really. And it's like the the uh, uh, you know, like when you have such a huge space, then you don't have to worry about yield as much. You just have to like you worry about your your flow, you know, and that you can feed your flow and it's not backing up. Because I think that's the biggest problem with Colorado is a lot of weed backs up. And if it's hydro weed and it's backed up, it's not going to taste good. By the time it hits the shelf, it's going to be just booty. Yeah. Whereas if it's organic and it hits the shelf and it takes a little while, it tends to, you know, it can hold itself. It can hold its own a little longer, for sure, you know. It's still rough because Colorado's dry as fuck. And so we're, we're fighting against the, the – and like we were talking about earlier, we were saying like – and then they throw a Boveda pack in and they think it's all good. And you're like, no, now it just tastes like Boveda pack. You know what I mean? What, like, do you, what do you think that is? Is that – just that it, funky it's weird because i think that uh, i think the biggest problem is that i've touched it before enough you know what i mean like i've gotten the i've checked them out enough and got it i mean it's got and it's got such a like a um like a witch hazel vibe to it or something where it's like it's going in <laughs> like i don't know there's some you know like the texture is not really it's not liquid and it's not gel it's kind of like a somewhere in between and i think that the i don't know it's just like it feels like it gets almost like a plastic bag if you put your weed in like a Ziploc compared to like glass and it kind of gets that little slime, I, there's some little tiniest difference that's like hard, hard to even tell somebody, but it's noticeable, especially if the, like you take the same weed, put it in a bag, put it in your, you know, two in a plastic bag, roll it up, throw it in your bag, come back, take the same bud, put it next to one neck that was from the jar. And it's like, it's all just kind of, it's like a little bit mushier in a, mm-hmm. in a weird way. Even if it's in a dry environment, it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I so you fell for the hype as well with that one? Because I was kind of like... I, I never fell for the hype. I know, I never fell oh. for the hype. I just saw shops that were doing it all the time, and like they'd get them. Like when we were, people would deliver pounds with them. And just It was always like, ooh, like these things are gross. Like, I don't know. Just, and plus they have all these different percentages, and you're like, ooh, this is a future... Oh, dude, no, no, no. And every time it was an excuse that you weren't using the right percentage, that's what I noticed. Like I talked to the Boveda guys, like, ah, I don't really like these things. They don't yeah. really ever seem to set you up to where because i like my weed to be crispy not crispy but like you know make no but in colorado it's like you have to you got to keep it a little wetter if you can because it's gonna get crispy by the time you fucking pulled it out you know there's like a a new learning curve whereas in like like in other places you could you could do the opposite almost because of the fact that you're in a humid environment you'd almost you'd have it perfect you pull it out and it would get wet here it's the opposite it'll never never seen weed get wet again (laughs) (laughs) which is weird because you go back to the east coast and you're like oh man this is all of a sudden it's hard to roll a joint because it's like fuck but it tastes better same weed (laughs) you know what i mean the exact same weed will taste better damn it um so we're only at the two hour two hour mark see how long these shows are fuck he's like this is long bro you didn't well you do it every friday which is pretty uh, impressive man it is for me it's to be able to talk and just it's an excuse to know that i have nothing else to do except for this on this one day all i gotta do is this if i can make it happen and everyone knows it's friday and they leave me alone which is that's a blessing in itself right there i've already had like to field like 10 phone calls oh shit speaking of which cc boom did it Okay, good. Just checking that she her lift was. Remember, her thing wasn't working here, so I was supposed to keep an eye out to make sure that I was going to have to get her a lift ride. Well, I said no problem while I'm doing the show. Like you know, I'm paying attention to everything and totally. Oh no, my wife! My wife, she's, she's trapped. <laughs> no, she's all right. She's all right. Um, no, didn't fall for the hype, and I think storage and uh, 
drying is one of the most overlooked things in the whole. Like an art form, I'm starting to learn. It is. Later in life, too, you know? Well, it's just... Here's here. I mean, especially if you got like a bigger crop, it's like you you really got to be on point because it's so hard to move from one end of the crop to the other. Because uh, if it's perfect, it's not gonna be perfect here. You know what I mean? And if it's too, so you have to like someone like timing fruit or something where you gotta like, okay, it's better. Even though it looks like it's a little underripe, by the time I actually get around to it, it'll be perfect. And you got to get on that. And if you're not, and with cure, that's the most important part, obviously. And it's like. Uh, there's some piss poor performing fucking people in town sometimes. Some people really just don't even care. And some people don't care at all. And some people uh, have actually, you know, the main key is to invest money into your dry room and treat it as an individual controlled environment and not think that it's going to, you know, ambiently be able to do anything because it won't work. Because it's got to be almost like you almost feel like it's pressurized at that point. You know what I mean? Because it's got air conditioner when it needs it. It's got a heater if it needs it. It's got a fucking humidifier if it needs it. It's got a dehumidifier if it needs it. And everything is set where it needs to be. And it just, you don't know what's going to be going on at that particular moment. But at least you know that the shit is solid, you know? And then compared to if you think it's like, especially winter to summer, I mean, it's different, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you, and you can do it, but it's like you got to just live in that perfect place, which. Unfortunately, we all don't live in the perfect place, you know. But it is, uh, it, it, it's also becoming less interesting for a lot of people because a lot of people are doing fresh frozen, so they just like, cut it, freeze it. They don't give a fuck anymore, you know what I mean? And that's why there's freezers full of weed in mm-hmm. Colorado now. It's nuts. Literally, like, walk in freezers just packed because people are like, ah, what are you going to, because it does take up a lot more room. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you think about the volume mm-hmm. and, uh, you don't want to, you can't, just go and ah, we'll just squish it all. Day. You know, can't you got to keep it all as tight as you know as loose as possible. So it's like you know you got overstock. But I think uh, that's why I also think that the fresh frozen thing it's great, but it's also like kind of like fucked up is if people don't handle it properly. You know what I mean? Then that's one of those ones where it's like like everybody's doing. That's all they're doing now. So oh, we should get freezer stocks, stocks and freezers. Because those things, they're going to be selling like butane right soon. They'll be like, mm-hmm. I need 10 more freezers. It's all the tools. <laughs> yeah, all the tools you need. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the best parts about growing, I think, though, is like collecting tools along the way. It's a good feeling. You're like, I need this. And I'm going to, you know, the more you use them, the better. But like, you know, the, when it comes, I mean, obvi- obviously normal normal tools were always great too. But like, it's like always Sometimes it's like, oh, that's speaking of tools, I got that fucking electrostatic sprayer at the show. Yeah. That thing is badass, dude. It's weird because it's, it's as you're spraying it, you can fucking feel a shock on you. You're like, ah, I'm getting shot. Like, it's like you can just, just the little tiniest bit, but it's like, oh, that thing's working for sure. Like, I'm getting a little overspray, and it actually is, like, zapping you. But it doesn't spray very far. It only sp- that little, the, because I, now I need the backpack. I'm like, give me the backpack. But the just the handheld one which is more like a drill battery connected to it or whatever the one that I got yeah I saw that it only sprays about maybe about that far Uh so it's but the idea is that it all clings to the leaf Mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's super super I mean it's it's cool because you know those things make you want to go do what you (laughs) go do your job compared to like pump spray or a fucking backpack spray and I always use an atomizer because those are awesome yeah absolutely Um, 
and this thing is definitely but now with the fucking new plant numbers and stuff I'm like wow we got 12 plants I can just use this little gun it's not a big deal you know but when you're doing hundreds of plants obviously that ain't gonna cut it you know because it only holds a quart so whereas the atomizer is like two and a half gallons or whatever so that thing's those things are those things are worth the money once you've used one you're never gonna ever go back to another you'll be like what the fuck was I thinking and you'll never get the coverage go through that whole thing (laughs) yeah those are actually those are one of my favorite parts of growing is just fucking getting in there, where you know, blasting them and stuff with just just you know, and just just to give them some fucking. Do you ever use any compost teas or anything? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was using a lot. The I was using theirs, the the buffalo stuff, the big bags that they had. Um, we, you know, we've we've used the um, the classic. What's that one? Bounty tea guy. We used Bounty for a while, and he was the pumpkin guy for a while, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. And I think they all worked tenant together. Him yeah. and Ron Wallace and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, Bounty, the Bounty, and then there was another one I was using from uh, from Scott Ruby's gave me some stuff. It's pretty good. I mean, there's, there's the thing about teas is like that to me is the that's like the the, the little the super treat for the plant. You can just tell. The next day, they're just super stoked. And yeah, it's they never, have that. Oh, yeah. ex- exactly. And there's and it, and it's like a nice gent. I, that to me is my favorite thing because it's gentle and it feels like it always kind of, uh, you know, you, you never have a reaction really. You know, just bubble it properly. Is there any brands that you're? I would say just mix it up. You know, like um, a buffalo compost, a Malibu compost, sure. um, like a, a Ollie Mountain fish compost. Just always mix it up. I think diversity is key. Yeah, because you also don't know really what it grabs every time. Because sometimes it's a definitely. Um, I think Tad Husey coined the term. It's a shotgun approach. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of. That's why the, the, you know, spending the time to get those because some of those like. What the about olive, mammoth? What about mammoth and all that stuff? What do you think about that product? Well, we're, we've just started to actually work with them. Have you? Um, I learned more about them actually. Yeah, I did. I did. You know, I got re- I got samples like at the show, sure. and it's just, like it stank terribly. It was like, Ooh, did it really? Oh yeah, it's it's some stanky shit. Yeah. So I was like, it's got to work. <laughs> it's got to work. It's yeah. stinky. But it, and they had a hydro. That's what my boss and was if you, joking and about. And if you look on the if you look on the um, the guide or whatever, it's like they have a hydro and a soil, and the mm-hmm. soil uses a hell of a lot more. And so the samples weren't, and, and that, and like now it'd be fine, but at that point in time, it was like putting a fucking fart in the wind or something. You know, I was like, how to smell? You're like, I don't know, bro. It was gone. <laughs> you know, I was like, there was not enough there to, to do it to more than just one plant, for instance. And, you know, I was always in the like, by the time you're like, oh, we moved that one and it got over there, and who knows? You know, so I was like, I'm sure they would send you a, they're really nice over there. I'm yeah, sure they're they super cool. They're, they're super cool. Um, I just kind of like, and then it was just like one of those things where I thought I had this because I have so much microblife stuff. Yeah. I mean, I had a pallet of microblife. So I was kind of like, I felt, A, I felt like I was cheating on them because now I don't know if I, I can't say it's only them. Sure. And, and also on top of that, I, I don't know. I was just kind of feeling like maybe, even though, like you said, shotgun approach is always good. Um, there was a lot of redundant stuff. I was looking at the thing. I was like, wow, that's in there, and that, that's already in there, mm-hmm. and I'm using their whole line. And, I, I mean, they do send me a pallet, and it's like, fuck. Now I'm really like, 12 plants. I got a pallet of fucking newts. I better hurry up. I better feed them. Like, you know, they need 800-gallon pots indoors each. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, what? So when, when you're growing uh, – on the living soil, are you doing beds? Or are you doing? Yeah, we're doing raised beds in the uh, the commercial aspect. 
And then um, what would be the min- – I mean, I've already kind of asked this to Jeremy and stuff, but what would be your minimum size that somebody could get away with just because there's a lot of people who don't have too big of an you know, they're, if they're growing their little legal six plants. Or yeah, whatever, I would say just get um, you, like gallon, a 25 gallon. 25. Because yeah. again, it's the stomach, you know. So the bigger the, the stomach, the healthier the stomach. And again, yeah. you know, I guess the main thing about this is there's really no shortcuts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you do have to kind of take the time to build up that soil and, uh, and kind of turn that process. What's the best base, pretty much, you think, as far as? I like uh, this sphangum peat moss. Right. And then uh, obviously the compost, a little bit of lava rock. Mm-hmm. Rice holes, biochar, peat ever or yeah, a little bit of peat. Yeah, no perlite though. No, I mean it's all going to float out anyway at a certain point. Yeah, and it, um, I think it was Minnesota Nice was the. Have you ever heard of that guy? Uh-uh. He uh, made a cool video back in the day. It was like a no-till video. Shout out to that guy because it was a eye-opening video to me. It was the first time I'd ever seen. Uh, you know, he had a little clone in a, like a little tiny cup, and he had the cover crop going. And he was talking about how, you know, the cover crops pulling nitrogen from the air to feed the plant. And that, that was really eye-opening to me, where you don't actually have to feed nitrate nitrogen because, mm-hmm. you know, that's how most people f- uh, feed their plants and veg. It's heavy nitrate nitrogen, yeah. getting big. And right. I think it more the Goldilocks approach seems to be where you can, uh, you know, well, improve on nature. Right. And it's also like... Uh I mean, people definitely overdo it in the beginning, and that's when you don't realize. I mean, it might feel like you're doing better for yourself, but the reality is the plants kind of like they're better when they're on their own pace. Sure. Um, yeah. And then also, I think the best plants I've ever seen in flower are the ones that were more dainty in veg because they seem to like really respond, whereas the ones that were like, that's going to be a beast, never really were delivered. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, and that's usually because they're a little overfed, and then that means they have a harder time switching back you know and mm-hmm. and i think uh yeah there's a little misconception out there that people think that more you know it's like baking like uh, bake it 10, 10 up 10 higher it'll be faster <laughs> you know what i mean and, and it'll be ruined you know there's a real sweet spot for everything so um learning that is huge what about you know one of the things i think that concerns a lot of people is like say what if you have so you know it's great when everything goes great right but what yeah. happens when things go wrong and I think that's like that's my mom's biggest fear because she like I mean well first of all we have all these uh, people giving us food and things and so you know if we have access to this stuff for us it's kind of like less of a cost thing but more of a, a for her like program thing where she likes to like take out everything when it's done clean up the room start over again boom so, you know get everything fresh and when you do have an issue if you have a bug issue or if you have some sort of mold issue or something you know you really don't like want to obviously use it and continue especially if it's in a situation where you're in a closed environment um what do you do if that happens like just unfortunately you get powdery mildew for instance and you can't control it enough and then you're like they say it's close enough to harvest that you're like fuck it we're just going to run it for the next week then we're going to cut it down and you know there's active spores still in there there's no way we would we would just kill the room if that <laughs> that's what I mean so okay yeah. so that seems to be like the big scary part for right anybody that's the who's, I feel like that's where growers earn their earn their pay right and we should pay people so a fair wage to prevent that like um are you familiar with the the Dutch after all that stuff with the hoop houses um they weren't able to use fungicides Mm-hmm. So they really started to improve, like, the calcium uptake and that kind of thing in the plant itself, mm-hmm. improve Get the, a uh, root the pectin uh-huh. within the the cell wall. Yeah, so it's thicker and harder for them yeah, to exactly. get through. And so, 
Yeah, I mean, definitely it's – I mean, and same thing happened here too. Like you see – Oregon even worse. Or it's like even tighter. This Like now they just found it Azamax that there's a bunch of right. bullshit too. So well, I, I feel like you should know that, right? I, I was going to say, I never liked the Azamax anyways. I was like, eh, cool. But yeah, classically, there's some unlabeled yeah. things there. Which you I know. even got fooled by the uh, Guardian – did you ever use oh, that I product? I totally got fooled by Garden. I thought it was awesome. You guys use that? Yes. Yeah. No, we, we all got fooled because we had we had we can all blame Joe Joe Canapu for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we uh, we all were like, wow, this is fucking awesome. It's going right. into my program. Right. I love it. And then when that all shit went down, it was also a little weird though because I don't think that the product that they put in, which was avamectin or whatever, I don't think that that was actually illegal. I think it was because of the labeling that was the problem, and the shit worked really good. So I'm like, how I'm come clean. no, how come nobody later didn't just do an avermectin product and then try to front that through the fucking med? Because for some reason that shit worked, and ivermectin is the most uh, used fucking fun like not, well not even fungus that most used warming agent for horses and cattle and stuff so they use they, they sell it by the fucking 100 like you can go to like a cattle place and there's a whole aisle of ivermectin and i'm just looking at all the different percentages in it and i'm thinking like wow i wonder if it's just this that was the magic bullet in that fucking product because it seemed to be because after that they made it without it and it kind of didn't work as good and then nobody and then they then they got pulled anyway so then the company folded well, but yeah nobody wants to help you after you <laughs> lied to them <laughs> right yeah. so they were like well, I don't think that's going to happen but they, you know the, the formula without it didn't seem to really work as good so you're like okay is it really just the ivermectin because if it is go make the ivermectin shit and just let it because I don't think it's a big deal it's a in India they you eat it as a fucking pill to kill parasitic worms and cattle use it for obviously the same reason. And they'll, they got all sorts of pills and injections and things. And so mm. I'm like, okay, this stuff seems to be like pretty rampant already. And I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world, uh, compared to fucking russet mites. Cause that's the thing is that yeah. would, that did work for that. And that's crazy. Cause I, uh, I saw on Instagram a few months ago that the, the soil King, I actually don't know that gentleman's name, but he was talking about he started a uh, program where he injected one of his growth facilities with russet mites. And I just couldn't imagine, yeah. like, you got to be on another level to be That's able wild. to do something like that. Just to figure out how to fix Yeah, just to start to. Yeah, that's crazy. I had such a. There's I such think a Mammoth sp- P, uh, one of my friends up there, uh, Mill, um, mm. I think he started to at least uh, start doing some studies with, uh, with spider mites. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see. That's a smart, smart gentleman up there. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, as weird as that, ever since rusted mites, spider mites don't even seem like a thing anymore. It's sort of like that's you know, what we, that's what we teach the, our students. It's is the chlamydia that. now of, of of sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's just like chlamydia, bro. It's just an injection. It's, so it's not AIDS or anything, you know. Yeah. Ah, Russets are like <laughs> Wash AIDS. It right off. Ah, you're done. Or it's like cancer or something. But yeah, it's just rough because it's. Uh, especially once you've once I mean I've had to deal with it at an old place and I've seen them, you know plenty of times and it's like now it's like oh it's really on my radar it's almost like the first thing i look for because i've dealt with it and like one time i had a guy who brought me some cbd clones and it was exactly that he's like i gotta get them off this farm these guys all right bring them by i was like they don't they don't have any russets or nothing right oh no no No. they never do that's what everybody of course and i could see them as the car was driving up like they were in the back of the car and i was like oh those definitely got russets i was like don't even open your doors just go and dump them somewhere you know what i mean and i was like bring them to the other side of the thing i'm gonna cut a cut off of each of them i'm gonna make i'm gonna put them under i'm gonna dunk i'm just like basically treated those because they were like oh these are the last of the last of last amazing cut and and it well it was cbds and it were like super crazy extremes and they were like you know so it was like okay I will do I will 
try it, but it's not going anywhere near anything. It had to stay all by itself, and it was like just treated on a regular and tripled down and everything possible, throw everything we could at it. And I mean, they, they came out clean enough that I put them outside up top and kind of let them do their thing, and they they looked okay. But it was one of those, yeah, indoors you're fucked. You know what I mean? Like you get them on your equipment and your they lay dormant. It's just it's weird because they seem so engineered. You're like someone yeah. sitting around going like. What would be the worst thing we could ever do? How about that they eat the resin? They came resin. from the East Coast, I believe. How about they eat the resin and <laughs> after you harvested it? That's what they do. I mean, that's the crazy part about it. You can go into your safe and they'll be fucking active in the oh, safe yeah. on the weed. Yeah. And, and someone will go home and roll a joint and then go to their plant. You know what I mean? It's just like, ah, like is that evil? Yeah. <laughs> evil. Because you know how it is like certain other ones. Like, yeah, you cut the thing, you know they're going to all die. But these are like, no, no, we're good. We just chill out and start eating on your resin. And I, I, back in the day, it was uh, my friend from uh, Cali. He spotted them in around 2009, I think it was, or 10, which is pretty long, pretty long time ago for yeah. those. And he didn't know what the fuck they were. And they were or- but they were a little different. He's like, they're like orange worms, dude. They're like little well, orange. Like when we used to do consulting and stuff, it would really be like, you know, you. You'd see them. The, even, you know, the considered, like, really knowledgeable grower until yeah. they really started coming on the scene, mm-hmm. until that, like, little copper, like, yeah. you know that scene in well, Blow just, where that chick's going, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's what I felt like the first time I saw it. I was like, holy shit, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah, once you see it in the in the little nooks, you're done, like, the real, like, yeah. when it gets, like, that rusty, and then you start, oh, wait a minute, those are those little, fu- ah, and then the tips, and then the curl, and then you're, like, done. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's disheartening. It's one of those things. That's the thing about growing. I think that's one of the hardest parts. Is is <laughs> I hate looking under scopes because I hate looking at shit and seeing like oh like they just start to think about the room and like oh my god they're everywhere you know. And spider mites were one of your first ones you deal with. And like I said back in the day, they were like oh my god you got spider mites, but I don't know, almost like whatever <laughs> you know I could deal with that. I haven't seen and then of course you never see them very often. Yeah, I mean, everybody's predator mites and compost teas and yeah. yeah. And if you have healthy plants, it shouldn't be an issue, but. It's. I've seen enough people who didn't realize what they have, and they're like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, yeah. that, that's like every day on the internet. It's at the right time of year, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like another person, and you just see like everyone loves to be the bearer of bad news. Like Russell, Russell, Russell. Like 900 people will tell him it's russets. It's like I'm pretty sure he understands the russets now. It's russets for sure. Russets, 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 bro. Russ, burn it, russet. I was like, yeah. <laughs> every comment is pretty much the same, which is like burn your house down. There was this guy. Uh, <laughs> shit's fucked. He had a uh, a really fancy background banner at the NCIA uh, mm-hmm. seed to sale, and then he had a you know a cool like uh, micro microscope kind of looking thing, and then on the leaves, you know, without him knowing, there was a bunch of thrip damage. Oh yeah. So we walked by there just to be nice, you know. I was like, I'm not trying to. But do you know that this is? Yeah. You know, are you actually? I asked him, Are you a grower? And he said no. And then I just told him what you're that like. Was. Good answer, bro. Yeah, because like, like, if your dad just said <laughs> yeah. yes, I was going to tear you a new. Well, head. no, I just—it's like, right. man, what a what a mistake to make it a. Wait a minute, was it what is it the um, air cleaner guys? No, it was just... oh, because there was a guys like that too who um, were doing uh, Bionair. You know those ones? I think I've seen those guys. I don't, they're like two Indo Expo guys. The bio, well, I don't know if they were. I don't know. I didn't really see them this time, but I've seen them before. They, you know, basically these guys were like at the show. Two dudes standing next to like a thing that was like going through, and it was, it was. I think it might be the same thing where I was, and I was looking at, it and I was like, and it was supposed to be um, the stages of powdery mildew because they were showing uh, like how they can clean it with this Bionair thing. And I was like, well, that's fucking spider mite damage. That's not 
that has nothing to do with powdery mildew. Like it was like that is not a stage of powdery mildew. That's spider mites. That's thrips. That's the. It was like and it was like four different infestations and then powdery mildew. So I was like, I don't. You guys don't even know what you're showing. Like you know, so yeah. it was one of it was. You have the money to go to the NCIA show and you don't have yeah. the knowledge enough to. Right, and that was really like it's uh, like a thirty thousand yeah. dollar fancy. I mean, it, it was is it fancy. the same thing? It might be the same thing. Is Maybe it, so. Was it air, wasn't an air cleaner. I think so. I mean, they just, it, it seemed like, you know how a lot of those bigger bigger kind of shows, it's like the, the company's so fancy that they really just have like papers. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the uh, the other one, that, that that one that I was telling you about that was in Vegas, that was huge, the 600 booth one, they had, they had like extraction equipment with valves like this. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is doing, like, what is that? Like, you know, it was like. Yeah, we're th- and I was like, you guys are not really. In- You're just hoping that we're that far. Yeah, we're What's no, that no, Apex no. company seems to be the ones that build the like the ones. So I'm like, Jesus, how would yeah, you operate? Up top, yeah. step above them. <laughs> Everything can be changed at the you know. So it's almost like a very artistic I, expression. With yeah, it, uh, and then, well, that another guy that I know actually from here who was showing at the show there like on the last day he was like come check out my thing and i was like oh dude i'm I'm so tired all right i'll come look and it was actually the one thing that was like and it wasn't it it was definitely like taking the sick taking all the fun out of everything like it has it was the opposite of that it was like a square thing and you do 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 pull up the pull up the screen tell it what you want to do and it will fucking do. You want BHO? Boom. You want this? Boom. You want that? Boom. And it was like, it was all really like plug and plug. Like McDonald's. You could work at McDonald's or you could work at a fucking hash lab. Either way, it was it. It was ready to go. Bom, boop, boop, I think you have to have that so that you can run it 24 hours, right? Oh, yeah. This thing could. Otherwise, you have to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, this winning. is. The, yeah. And, but it was just like crazy because I was like, okay, so for. And it was pretty. I mean, it definitely was not cheap. I think it was 150 or something like that. But it was one of those deals where. Yeah, this is like you can now well, because and the funny part was that the guy's answer to somebody because somebody was like, "Oh, why the hell do I have to get one of these and do do?" And then he was kind of like on the end of his day, and he was like, "Well, because when I sell this to your boss, he can hire somebody for fifteen dollars an hour and fire your ass. That's why you know what I mean." It just straight up told the guy, and the guy was like, "Oh shit, yeah, maybe I should." think about that yeah. but it's just, it is like that you know you it's never like, know who you're talking to at those because <laughs> it was really like you know the guy was had a big attitude and like you know he, he was the artesian hash maker classic example Everybody of a guy like nice. like yeah that is i mean i we didn't see what it made and he invited me to come the next day but i wasn't i was so beat but it was like you know depending on the quality of the material coming out if it has a less of a variable between like good and the bad which is possible because that happens a lot of times where the artists uh you know blame the equipment for something oh dude blow out mm-hmm. can ring blue you know whatever yeah uh but the reality is is like a machine that's designed with computers to run at a certain parameter is probably going to end up staying within a tighter thing which is the future you know mm-hmm. what i mean like unfortunately we're we are going to go steer away from that where you know uh and also to get like like I went and looked at some, I've looked at some uh, labs and and spots and been like you know, I mean it's it's a far cry from from an open tube under a tent possibly, but still nothing compared to what's out there. You know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. like yeah, so it's uh, it's an interesting industry. You know, it's fun to see, but it's also kind of like uh, I think Colorado's like 
ground zero where we can kind of tell what's going to happen nationwide. And you think it's kind of taken that rain from Amsterdam? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Well, you know, and, and and thinking of it as an American, I mean, it's not compa- not in the tourist world, again, like not socially, but um, uh, mature in the sense of uh, this is where we get our weed, this is where we grow our weed, this is where we transport it, this is how we sell it, this is our tax money. Closed loop, you know. What I mean, mm-hmm. in that sense, yes, because Amsterdam is like we buy weed in the back door from some illegal fucking Albanians who, you know, <laughs> like steal power, steal power from the fucking bridge company and run a big giant op underneath a thing, and you know, I mean, then it, so there you go. That's the beginning phase, and then coffee shop sells it, uh, claims half the taxes. The other half go in the you know it's just like there's yeah. such a you know mess and there's no count- accountability there's no cameras there's no med i mean there's like well there's their own weed kind of people that cruise around but they're not necessarily only you know they're still just cops doing their job or whatever right and you know it's it runs in a weird way for the last 40 years or whatever you know but otherwise uh it's not a real market, you know. Still, always had this like, oh, we're gonna close one eye. That's their whole deal. Like, we close one eye. Uh, we're Dutch. Just meaning, you know, like, do what you want to do. But we're every so often we see what you're doing. So every so often we're gonna come in, for, you know, to grab what we what we want and take some yeah. extra tax money from you, unbeknownst to you, because you know. And the thing that's crazy is, the first thing you realize in Holland is it's such a controlled place that is like. You'd be there, you know, selling weed to guys or whatever, and they'd be like, "Yeah, the Dutch—they know everything. Oh, the police know everything." So I was like, it was just common knowledge that they probably know that you're there. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, kind of like a weird feeling, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they never really did much, you know. And then over here, it's like we pretend like we think we—it's the same sort of situation. Now it's in a weird way because it's all digital, so it's like, you know, you can hope you're not on their radar, which most of us aren't, and there's really, you know, less reasons every time to be on their radar, hopefully, because things get weirder. <laughs> you know, you got to hope there's always weirder, worse people than you in the area. And there's, you sh- usually are. Uh, but I moved here from uh, Georgia, so the first time I was able to go to the 420 rally here in Colorado, mm-hmm. we were over in the kind of in the corner. We wanted to smoke a blunt, kind of still feeling that you got to hide what you're doing kind of yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And the cops were over there, so I was really hesitant to smoke. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind because the group of guys that I was with told me, no, those guys are here to protect you for this day. And mm-hmm. that, yeah, I mean, the thing is, Colorado definitely, uh, it's on is, the forefront, it, it's it, always been on the forefront. Well, you know, it is the it, it is the um, the landing pad for a lot of people from the east coast, from the south, from everywhere, you know, coming to like their first taste of American freedom right here, you know, quality, in Colorado. Quality is the first thing I was, <laughs> the shit you could, we used to have to the mm. hustle in Georgia and stuff was just. Right, and then and then now you're here, and you know realize that like, oh, there's much better quality out there too. So it's like we're we're just. A well, it's also like wow, you don't really hardly know anything about. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, there is. Level. I think you know, um, obviously, you tapped in with uh, more people after being here. But in the beginning, when you first get here, it, I mean, when I first came, it was strange too because I would go to the greenest green and pick up some weed up in Boulder when they were open still, and it was like weird because I was like, even though I'd been in for 20 plus years in coffee shops in Amsterdam and it was like but it was never really legal here I was in America with fucking prescription bottles that you know uh, definitely felt like a trap you know what I mean I was like this is too like I was sitting in the car and I was having almost like a little bit of an out of body weird hype because I was like oh yeah this is great it's great and then wait a minute 
think we're gonna get busted. Like I had to, like the vibe, like oh shit, they're just setting everybody up. You know what I mean? Like now we're all on the list, and wow, you know what I mean? It was just like weird. And then then you kind of goes away, and then you kind of watch that every single new person that comes through kind of goes kind of goes through that phase for a little at some point, like where it's just going like, to the grow shops. Just and a little weird watching you. Yeah, just a little weird, you know. And, and nowadays, it's like I just feel sorry for the grow shops more than anything because I'm like, man. Amazon fucked your world up. Now nobody, unless you want to buy dirt, there's really no reason to go there. You know, for, for some people, I go, I mean, I still work out of shops just because I know the owners and I want to fucking support them as much as possible. Yeah. And they support us, so it's part of the deal. Um, but for the most part, the the average Joe is like, oh shit, uh, can have it here by Tuesday, and I won't have to leave the house. And, you know, mm-hmm. and if you live somewhere, some places it, it makes sense because I mean, there's no reason to drive 25 miles to get something if you could have it two days you know and you didn't really need it but you're like ah, two days same price delivered <laughs> you know what i mean compared to like making a trip for it which we've all done like shit like i need this one thing and yeah like, ah, like whatever you know you'll go on your, and of course whenever you go there you buy it, you get home and you're like fuck needed that too <laughs> that's a guarantee i mean that's one of, that's your that's that is a home depot run that's a home depot run for me every time like because I don't like, I hate lists, so I'll get there. I'll remember it, <laughs> remember everything, and building it in my head or whatever, you know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, the thing that goes on the bottom, like, oh. <laughs> so you mean we can't do anything until, uh. I loved back in the day when it was 24 hours. So that's the thing. They don't do that very often anymore. Uh-huh. In Cal- I think in some places they still yeah. must, because in Cali it was I awesome. It was out there, but. It was awesome. When I first that was definitely the Wild West back then. You know, it was like uh, we walk in there and the guy would set a gun down on the table and it's like Jesus Christ. it's like 3 a.m. you know and he's just like don't try anything you're like yeah no, no shit man yeah like I, I I think the first time was around 2000 I don't know mid 2000s and I went to LA and I was like helping a friend and we're like he's like yeah, we need a fucking ventilation thing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, we'll do it tomorrow. He's like, no, bro, we'll go do it right now. It's way, way easier. It's quiet. And we went there, and it was like, this is when all the weirdos come out. Like, you know, who is in the Home Depot at 4 in the morning? You know what I mean? It was all weed and weird. Like, I remember seeing these two kids, like, right when we walked in the ventilation aisle, there's two other kids there, and they're all, like, trying to, like, figure it out, too. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, those guys are weed guys for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, it, you could see it was uh, it was definitely when, when the, the guys who, don't necessarily want you to know what they're doing are there, you know. Wacky. Gotta love it. So, um, Georgia, which, what part of Georgia? I grew up in uh, Snowville and then uh, moved out to Savannah for a long how time. Big, how, big, so how big is the first town? Small, small? Or? Uh, it's pretty big. Oh, yes. I'm sure it's huge now. Right. Yeah. Atlanta is kind of like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's changed a, so it's much. It's such a crazy place when you look at it like, from above too, like it's it literally is like where all the highways just like yeah. blast out in every direction so you know that's like and it much runs from florida all the way up you uh, know so yes yeah. oh it's it's the spot yeah. it's yeah. one of the spots you know what i mean it's pretty much like you know there's fucking a lot of action going on down there um i had a good friend who was uh growing a lot of purple back in the day there and just destroying it because it was like the that is all they wanted it's hard it's yeah. really hard to get or maybe just me in my life yeah. back then, but it was really hard to get dialed into anything consistent. Yeah. Well, the the, f- the funny part was I was always come back from Europe, and then because I'd meet people over there, and they'd all be like, "Super, oh, dude, every time you come here, you just hook me." You know. And then I'd be like, "Oh, wow, that's cool." So I have a friend who lives really close to you. And then I'd I'd make I'd hook them up, 
and it'd be like, you know, would it never happen if that guy didn't come to Amsterdam and walk into my store one day and tell me, like, oh, I just want to buy some seeds from me, and I'd be like, oh, you live, you know, a mile from my cousin or whatever, or just friends or whatever, and make those connections, and it was like, it was easier for me to go to town and have a couple good killer connections than anybody local because the locals were so fucking, un, you know, protective. You know, this is not so much anymore, obviously, but back when it really counted, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like, okay. So it was, it was always a, a bonus because, I mean, it's great if you can hook people. And that, to me, that's like just like regular. It's like it's like when you're hanging out with somebody and they don't have weed, your job is to get them high. That's how I feel like. It's yeah. Kind of like that's kind of the, the benefit. Especially you know? if you're the cultivator. I mean, come yeah. on. And if you're what does that really own? cost you? Yeah. Right. Nothing. And, and uh, you know, the same same kind of runs true with a lot of stuff where it's like, I think, you know, got to kind of like, you know, got to take care of your peeps whenever they're, you know, and and uh, but when it's on the other side and you're like, oh, man, I need some weed. Impossible. I can't fucking find out. Like almost. I mean, not obviously if I'm with my own people, but like if it's just a random stranger. It took me a long time, I feel like, for people to hard. want you know, because we started growing out aeroponically. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever. So I used to be a GH distributor for a couple <laughs> of years. So you got there. Yeah, I had the tubes and the rainforests and all that. I th- I went for every bell and whistle. That's why I think it's That's good. Right, I yeah. think it's good to do that because you kind of. I've come full circle for a while. That's exactly what I. Sure. I mean, but yeah, I didn't. I mean, yeah. and, and again, like I didn't even go as full circle as you, but I definitely have. Uh, you know, realized along the way when I. For me, it was like. Oh, Fucking dripper, uh, fucking sprayer, or uh, some you know some technical thing, and I lost like something enough that it really hurt, and I was like, "Fuck, I just should have just been on." So-. Like I had that a few times, you know, enough yeah. times that I was like, "The littlest thing." Like cocoa had the same problem. Like I was like, I grew grown cocoa in the late nineties, and it was like, "Oh, this is it. This is the best because it's like a little bit like hydro, a little bit like soil." I felt real comfortable in it, you know, and then. I noticed that all the weeds started to kind of be very similar and it was very like it had to be cocoa food. Couldn't be any other, you know, you couldn't, you had to get locked into some program mm-hmm. and I used canna for a long time cause they were like kind of the best Dutch guys and they actually would analyze it. You could send them weed and they would analyze it for you. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. It's kind of like wow. a, a bonus cause they were the Especially. only guys in Holland that did that. Um, you know, like as a regular service, they, they still at the trade shows always go around and bring a testing thing and you go to them to the beginning of the show and then they come at the end of the show and they'll give you your fucking lab results. And that's like the only guys that will really do that for weed people at a re, you know reasonable price or whatever. Um, so kind of got stuck on their formula for a while. Then uh, Bionova, I worked with their, you know, I worked with all the Dutch yeah. things and kind of moved around. But uh, the problem is, is like they really are just A and B and a little bit of, you know, they, they kind of had a few other products that they came up with, some Bud XL or whatever, you know, these, and, but they were, I always felt like it was like painting by numbers, you know what I mean? And it doesn't really, that's not so fun, you know, it's like, want to learn how to paint, right? Yeah, Except absolutely. Fill the line in, oh, yeah. what is the color? Is it green? Oh, you know what I mean? And that's how and you do it. Week two is X, Y, Z, you know, yeah. week three, it's just. Yeah, and the, and so the, the thing is, you, well, the thing is then your food, I mean, then your plants all started to like. House and garden? Is this house and gardens? Because yeah. it tastes like house and garden. You know what I mean? Is this that? Yeah. And actually, I never used house and garden because they came out later. Um, uh, that's what I started off with with the aeroponic system. And they were the, but it then was they became to be the hot shit with the aqua flakes and all that. Right, and they became because of their price point mostly, and because of the fact that they produced big, big yields. Yeah. But and you could grow blue dreams back then. Everybody wanted that strain, so it was you know it was a win win, right? Yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and well, you know, sure enough, 
they're going to want Blue Dream again. I guarantee you. It's like even though it, just we, like we want the skunks from back exactly. In the day. Even though we're bagging on it, it's like there's so many guys out there. <laughs> Do you agree with skunk? Man, that's not shit. skunk. No, everybody who's like Blue Dream. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> it's very. It, it is very like in the sense of the way that it grows, very big and, and rewarding in that sense. And some people just go like Gaga over it, and it's easy. I mean, the thing about Blue Dream and what what reason why it works so well, in my opinion, is because the. Uh, the storage of it was really good. Like it actually, you could sit on a hundred pack of Blue Dream yeah. for six months and open it up, and it would still taste okay. Well, and people would ask you ask for it by name, right? Yeah, people that didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. It's like the the girl that you used to date back in the day that would talk about that one Tim Tebow or something. You know, like she knows the one NFL yeah. star <laughs> <laughs> that was Blue Dreams to me. Where people would be like, "Yeah, but do you have Blue Dreams?" Right? Yeah, okay. And that's the problem in my as a grower. The problem <coughs> is is that you don't like okay, you're going you're going to grow Blue Dream and you're going to go and we're all and then yeah. we're all going to come to the table and it's going to be like maybe a little different, but at the same time, it's like uh, kind of unre- unrewarding compared to that was another like ton of fake cuts. You know, oh, for everybody sure. had blue dream all of a sudden, you know, and that was supposed to be a cut only strain. But you know, it did, it does, it does cross pretty well. I never actually put it into any of my things, but I've seen a bunch of different crosses with it that I've been like, huh, now that really is. <laughs> so you, yeah, getting it. It's a good base yeah, plant. Yeah. It's just kind of like for me, it'd be rough because it's like, yeah, it's like kind of can't I can't use that as a base plant because <laughs> everyone's gonna be like, what are you kidding me right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I grew it once. And it was like, oh, wow, this thing did yield really well. And it was in a tiny pot. It was like one of those, like, in the corner plants, you know what I mean? And it just, small pot, good yield. And I was like, I can see why people like this, you know what I mean? But then it was like, I remember it's like, man, you know, <laughs> man, the smoke, yeah. you know. Um, so what are some of the genetics that are wowing you these days? You know, uh, I mean, I, I tried wedding cake and all those kind of things. And I can see the sort of, like, visual thing that people go for. I'm not super impressed with the problem is I feel like with all the cookie crosses and all these things is that they, they, they kind of all fall into a certain direction where it's kind of like, they still feel like they're too OG or like OG or related in some direction. Like it doesn't come outside of finished. What just doesn't come out of a pro. It doesn't come out anywhere where I'm like, Oh yeah, that is such a unique, like, especially because I'm going more for like intake outtake. I like it when it tastes a little bit, you know, there's some variables. It's not like, you know, exactly the same and or worse when you exhale. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you get them where they taste good on the inhale. And like, like I smoked some, not some weed, but some hash the other day. And it was funny because it was like fresh frozen bubble hash, which it, and it tasted exactly like you kind of thought it tasted good. And then it had a weird funk to it. And then the aftertaste was kind of good too. So it was kind of a weird, it went through like this phase, but that mm-hmm. middle phase was like a watery, because it's made with fresh frozen trim, of course it's going to have watery when you burn it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to have, and especially if you do it on a nail, because the nail always has got a weird with water extracts, you know, you know, it has that weird. So occasionally you get it where like, wow, that's perfect. Like it yeah. didn't it just left it. But a lot of times it's like, like it leaves this little water drip on your palate, you know, where you're like, Ooh, kind of weird moldy or something not even moldy but like dang like the bad dank <laughs> like basement dank damp yeah dampy dank yeah in that sense and so I don't know it just depends like I haven't really you know I haven't seen stuff that's wowed me so much it's been like you know in Cali and stuff I, I try things that are decent but then again they're the only the Oregon seems to be where I get all the most unique flavors like my grow the people that I meet out there seem to 
not be so pigeonholed into one direction. And there's a lot of, you know, like um, Bodhi stuff, like his Doctor yeah. Who and things like that. I really like and the TARDIS. I finally got a, at the Indo Expo. I finally got the Holy Grail for me. It was the Goji OG, nice. of, you know, official. Yeah. Because uh, speaking of fake cuts and stuff, there's a lot of, especially before I was starting to educate myself, uh-huh. there were a lot of people going around trying to sell his seeds, but the bag never looked right. You know, the gold, the, the seed, yeah. yeah, it always was. Well, I mean, he doesn't really. Old. Well, it's funny because I mean, it's like he's like the least hypey yeah. guy when it comes to packaging and everything. It's just like eh, old. That's why I like about it. Yeah, and yeah. you'll see like some like when he pulls out a bag, like, holy shit, dude! There's like a zillion of them in I there, and he, and he like and it and so there's not really a continuity to it where you can say like that's def. I mean, it's easy in a sense. It's kind of easy for him to to get yeah. copied, of course, but he's got a lot of people out selling them for him. So it's kind of like it's hard, you know. And, you never know. Sometimes you think it's fake and it might be real too. You know what I mean? It just might yeah. be. It's one of those like it's it's such a non uh, guarantee. It was like it could be they could be folded over this way. That's possible. It could be you know not readable. That's because I had a couple times where I'd be like could barely read them because of the way they folded them like in the one spot. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And, and the guys are carrying them around a lot too, and it's just like it's just a fucking. You know, the worst was the um, the capillator or whatever the guy's name was, right? That he he apparently like left a roll of his stickers, which all his packaging is is a white mylar bag with a sticker on it. So all you have to do is find white mylar bags, and now you got right. and he's selling no, packs just... for twenty five hundred dollars. So imagine imagine if you're like ah, I sell them for a thousand, I got a, you know I got yeah. a couple and. Do that with a hundred people, and he just made a hundred thousand dollars. You know, just fly around from every a stick, little state yeah. from a sticker roll that he left. And I was like, you can't leave that fine. That, if that's your entire thing, and you just got to get the same mask now too, right? Right. And yeah, exactly. You get to find <laughs> the mask, the and face. you're like, roll like, into the show, the and you're like, holy shit! It's such right. a weird thing to be like, I don't want anybody to know who I am, right? Yeah. And then be the only dude wearing a mask. So everybody, you know, we we were with uh, Denver Normal's booth, so we were like right next to him all day huge line and everything and you could hear people as they were walking by like who's that who's that guy you know yeah. it was like extra well, it worked. It worked. curiosity See, it was working that was the thing it definitely didn't so you don't think he really wanted to hide his identity he just wanted to hype it make it extra hype. I mean I obviously did want to hide it I guess but it's kind of like I don't know it's just to me it was a Strange, it was a strange, strange situation. But I mean, like I said, so I can't, can't knock the fucking, and can't knock the hustle there. I was like, holy right, shit, yeah. he's got a line like forty-five. Hell, the hustle! You can't. <laughs> knock that. I was sitting there watching it. Forty-five all minute day, long like, wait, geez. and people buying like you know a thousand bucks worth of seeds at a time, and just like holy shit, yeah. damn, that's a cranking. Well, it's great. I mean, that's you it's know they're buying a that, lot when they buy when they pull their wallet out from here and right. not from the back pocket, right? Because right? it's well, like here's the real. Well, that's the thing is it's uh, it's good to see that the seeds are becoming appreciated again. I mean, it's yeah. just a matter of, you know, hopefully everybody gets what they paid for and hopefully they get like, you know, it, it, the reason why we like seeds and they understand it. And it's not like people aren't taking the piss too much because, I mean, like I said, it's, it, it's pretty easy if you I, and I wasn't there, so I didn't see it go down. But if somebody grabbed that roll of stickers and then, you know, made a bunch of fakies or whatever, you know that's the problem with this industry is there's, there's a lot of that going on too because seeds are easy to be a fucking douchebag with and that's kind of where I, I always like in Amsterdam I was always feeling like oh god this is like one of those things where get this in the wrong person's hands and they're going to just abuse it to the no end and it's been done so many times you know to the point where like you know, I'm not even like things that I have that I got from people. I'm like, eh, you know, maybe <laughs> you never know because yeah. it's not like it, it, unless I got it from their hand, I don't even know. You know, and it's like the 
I mean, Holland is classic because it's a fucking pirate place and the people there don't give a fuck. And so they're and it, sending them to America. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? That was the mentality that I heard around me all the time. And I'd be like, oh, this is so painful. You know what I mean? Like nobody cares, you know? And that was kind of the, the reason why we and DNA and all these other American guys who went over there kind of like separated ourselves a little bit because we kind of tried to bring in, you know, what was real if we could, you know, but you never know. Like, again, guy can tell you when I can come in. Now we have Philo, so we can actually sort of go back and, you know, get things in the galaxy and see where they are, which is great. Um, but at the same time, if it doesn't match up exactly on the genetic thing where it's supposed to, but it's still good weed, then it should just be <laughs> ushered in uh, by proxy, you know what I mean, at that yeah. point, and create a new thing or something like that. But the problem is when you get, like, you know, just the, the like, like the Gorilla Glue Syndrome, I would call it now, you know what I mean, where it's like, oh, it's frosty, it's white, and it doesn't sit. Put, you know, put that on there and then send it to the East Coast mm-hmm. or whatever, and that's how people, you know, that's what's fucked it up, is, like, a lot of times people aren't don't see the person who smokes their cannabis, you know, and if you're in a place where you're, like, you got your own people or whatever, you can't yeah. be, like, one day it's the uh, sweet tooth. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's not that has nothing to do with that. Though. Okay, well, it's whatever you want it. And yeah. that's that is the. Or the, we see dispensaries that'll you know they take it off the shelf, show it to them. Oh, that's fantastic! Put it back up on the shelf. Pull out a little and bag. Then grab one. Oh yeah. yeah. The old switcheroo, the old, the old bait and switch. Pop, that's the popcorn switcheroo. Yeah, yeah, the bait and switch. I mean, that's wash this hand. Well, in Holland, <laughs> in Holland, I have to say it was a lot worse. In Holland, the problem was it was like uh, one kind of weed, and it was just like the whole ten different drawers, and they'd be like skunk, Durban poison. Oh yeah, you're looking whatever. At the same fucking thing. You know what I mean? Uh, Shiva, same. Maybe like you know, and over there it's all amnesia and power plant. Those are the two plants that it's just prevalent. It's just too cut. Well, it's, now it's more than that because now there's a bunch of different amnesia. There's an eight-week amnesia, nine or ten. You know, there's all different. And in the beginning, people would pay by by uh, time. So you'd be like, oh, is this a ten-week? All right, I'll give you that much. And then everybody's like, oh, wait a minute. I can grow the eight-week and tell them it's a ten-week and get more mm-hmm. money. You know, just, again, everything to chisel up. That's the thing about this whole game is that it's, like, crazy when you see how big it's gotten. But you also know that everybody's also trying to hustle their little chisel here and stuff and so it makes it kind of hard to to ever really believe anything as you go to a new shop you're like you almost have to always go in like mm, doubting but then you know occasionally it's the opposite where you're like holy shit (laughs) i hope in time that most customers do really have the knowledge that maybe us in this room do well it's the problem what's going on back i think it's always been a problem though with um like you have certain people that you would expose to certain qualities and you would never try to cross the streams on them because the minute they fucking get like, oh, you never showed me that before. And you're right. like, oh, how'd you get that? You know, it was in your thing right here. Oh, no, I didn't know you. Oh, that's it. They're done. They're like, I want that. I want that now. And then, you know, give them that once. It's going to be hard to go back. And so, yeah, it's one of those... Maybe we want to educate them, but part of us is like, oh, shit, once they really know what's going on, then it'll be even harder to find good weed because they'll be like, shit. Because, I mean, when you see, like, lines at shows like that, like, same in, at, at the Emerald Cup, like, and everything, when you see lines, you realize that, uh, I guess I'm not getting them today. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if it was the same for weed, not that we're out buying weed very often, but for the average, the, the more people that get educated and the more the, the harder it will be to get, because really, very, I mean, every single person I talk to in Colorado is like, there's no good weed. It's like, okay, there is good weed. Yeah. It's just 
there's not a lot of it. You know there's I mean? so many variables to that. Like some people, yeah. what's good weed to you? Sure. You know, and, and I mean now, but the problem is right now, prices are at the point where people aren't going to treat it the way, you know, when you're getting 900 bucks a pound, do you really want to put it the same inputs as if you're getting 1600 or 1800 You know what I mean? It's like, right. I don't know if you can afford it, you know? So some, I mean, that's the one good thing about living soil, if, before we got 10 minutes left, but one thing good thing about that is the cost, like, what do you average your cost, think, per plant, per... Pennies on the dollar. Literally, like, right? Literally. Because with yeah. Dragonfly Earth Medicine, they were saying, like, 50 yeah. bucks, did they say? Yeah. Not even? No, five bucks or something stupid. Cheap. It was, like, $5 cheap, cheap, a pound. Cheap. I don't know, something dumb. How much, how much was it, five or They're 50? on another level, too, though. No, it was, know? like, $5 a pound is what it was. Yeah. That's what they said. Wow. About five bucks a pound. Hats off to them. So that's pretty awesome, you know, because when it's 900 bucks, you're still doing good. Do you see their pure program? Or we've been uh, starting to look into that. Where it's like a kind of like a clean green certified. They talked about. Yeah, it. they were on. They were yeah, on the show recently, a couple talked, months ago. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that's that. pretty cool. Uh-huh. Somebody that you know, I guess the community respects and admires. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. doing something like that. Yeah, they're 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 definitely on the right tip with that. I mean, it's it's hard to to stay within those parameters if you're depending on where you live. I mean, some places, Colorado, not too bad, but I mean, if you're you know. Obviously, if you're in the city, it's going to be extra, extra hard. But it, there's, uh, you know, it's it's like you can see that they're on to the right sort of program, and it's very Cali based. You know, it's got a real, it's got a real Cali vibe. But, but it's, I mean, uh, Duke's using this system here, loving it, and I mean, you can see the literally proof in the pudding there. He's like opens up a jar, and it's like, bam, you know, what the fuck is that? Mm. And he turned he turned many heads there, which was awesome. Uh, yeah, I think I think the future for a lot of places will be that kind of combination of knowing that they can do. If you're going to do it like artisanally and and you know batch numbers and keep it like legit, uh, you get a lot more return customers because then they're like they understand you know who's behind what they're doing. I feel like it's like when you have a small team and you can actually like, you know, promote the team a little bit more. Sure. Instead of it being just like some faceless giant building which is like, get weed, stamp it out, you know, it's like, so uh, I think that the, the literally organic approach and also the sort of slow down mentality of it is super awesome because you're not, you know, it's not like about industrial pumps cleaning with uvs and you know (laughs) recycling yeah Yeah, recycling the system every so often and then once in a while getting full bore fucking problems because of that you know because you're you're always running on a fine line at that point whereas uh i mean you're you're but at the same time that i think that's the biggest my biggest fear has always been a bugs b mildew and things and what do it do if i've got like hundreds and hundreds of gallons of soil why do you, you think uh, if you use uh, living soil you're going to get powdery mildew is that no no i'm just saying the occurrence if it happens on i just feel that that's the the thing that scares people you think it's easier is that it? um i think if you have healthy plants you should not have powdery mildew that's obvious Fair but enough. i mean if, but yeah. at the same time say you're just ignorant to the fact that you got you didn't grow from seed and you got clone and you got it and you're fucked yeah. and you put it into your set up and it's all fucking perfect and you've been balancing it you know that's the hardest part because you create something that's so awesome but at the same time delicate in that one way like if you contaminate it in some form but i think if you uh noticeably like when you have really healthy plants especially like like when on soil plants if you kind of seems like yeah you can't fuck the ph up you can't it's really hard almost the microbes really take over that's why yeah. uh, yeah yeah i think when you it take you know you almost have to really understand the soil food web and all those things that like 
you know, my my knowledge comes from like Dr. Lane Ingham, uh-huh. Jeff Lowenfels. And we were at that level. Tra- did you see him at the show? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking I have his card now, so I was like, mm, probably should get Jeff on the show again. Yeah, absolutely. At some point, at some point. it's been a while. Yeah, probably. Oh, he, he came. Out, he came on with the with his last release, the fun guy. Yes, but we can, but we can always have him. Oh back yeah, on, there's yeah, always enough like, going on there. No, and, and again, it's like feeding the thing that feeds the thing that feeds the. That's yeah. kind of the the secret, obviously. And then, I mean, I love it when you're. I like the idea of like having a I like the idea of a worm farm a lot just because I feel like that's we where just you, bought we just bought one too. Did, did we you? really are um yeah, that's trying awesome. to position ourselves to uh-huh. where we can control what are we what we're putting in there. So sure. we also just bought another uh war, uh mushroom farm as well down in that's the sick. Yeah, Springs. because I mean then you can actually like kinda have your your different castings, you know, you're yeah. like, Oh, these are my phosphorus based, like you know, or more flower based kind of thing and these ones will be working for veg better and uh it's yeah. nice. You know, you ever heard of um, Earthly out of Rhode Island? Uh, um, I don't think I've heard of that one. Okay, there we they're had like a, um, we had them on the show at one point. They're they're uh, yeah, we do. They're the yeah, no, worms, yeah, worms, yeah, during the winter. Worms, yeah. worms. But anyway, they had some pretty pretty like, red wigglers. Or? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they were, but they they won some awards or some bullshit. I don't know. Well, <laughs> listen to the show. You'll figure it out. But uh, no, I think it's like simplicity is the key to a lot of things, and 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 that's what makes cannabis super awesome is that you can keep it real simple and you can make really good results you can complicate the fuck out of it if you want and sometimes get good results but i feel like you're 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 guaranteeing yourself a bit bigger and more successful crop if you kind of give it give in a little bit you know what yeah. I mean? it's like yeah do it man well it doesn't at least on the synthetic side it doesn't seem to me that people really brag you know it used to be like they would brag about how much they spent on their newts right you know and it, that Obviously, it doesn't equate anymore if we can't sell the product for the sure the profits. And, and the crazy part too is, I, I realized you know, like it was like wild abandon when you'd go to the grow shop because you didn't give a shit because it was right. all profit. Like, oh, this will make me more money in your mind, you know. What right. I mean? But at a certain point, yeah, you're gonna there is a tipping point where you're like, so how much did I spend? Or you like, shake it and you're like, this is water. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's I like that paleo uh, from that the, the the paleo product from. Uh, from what's that one company called? This, uh, that we used to do that, that does a sea green, sea green guys. You know what I mean? Oh, the paleo. You're talking about the the author of the sea green? No, sea sea green. The product. Oh, sea green. You know the sea green product? I'm not familiar. Oh, with it's that. awesome. It's like a like a kelp. Primordial Solutions. You know that company? Yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, yeah, they yeah. they they have a product called Paleo, which is um, their bloom formula, and it's literally like you pick that thing up, it's like a fucking concrete block. You're like. Like, what is in this stuff? I mean, it comes out like super thick, you know, like it's beyond molasses, put it that way. It's like okay. you feel, and you're like, okay, I guess. And it's hella expensive. It's one of those things where you go like, uh, uh, like sticker shock, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks for this liter, you know, or this gallon, and you're like, what? But, uh, when actually, no, maybe not. No, it's not that expensive. It was. It was the other ones that are really, oh, yeah, it's a sea green that's normally so expensive because you're like, well, but then that stuff actually was a little more reasonable because you used more of it. But, yeah, definitely, like, giving them concrete or something. You know, they're just they're like, well, okay, this got to, you know, and it's 100% organic. But the Primordial Solutions is a pretty awesome uh, foliar that you can make and or uh, also add to your add to your res. And it just, it's yeah. all algae and pure. It's, like, super foamy. But it's, like, the foam part is if you are really rapidly sort of mixing 
and you leave, it's literally like bad Brady Bunch episode where they washed all the clothes and fucking poured all the soap in, fucking <laughs> flooded the entire house. You're like, oh my god, foamy. It is serious foamy, yeah. but it feels good. I think that's kind of like one of those like, ooh, very proteiny or something. You know, there's some something active going on. Because that's the other problem too with the hydro is when it's really, I mean, to run it properly, it should be really clean because mm-hmm. you don't want to have a bunch of residue and things. But then it's kind of like, I love giving plants stuff that. Not that I necessarily would want to drink or eat, but it feels like I would want to. You know what I mean? You're like, you know that's, you know that fish guts is really good. You're loving that. You know what I mean? There's certain things that you do can just tell that the plants kind of thrive on, and uh, yeah, plants love stinky stuff too. You know, just just like us. Wasn't that how (laughs) you know the Native Americans took their soil to the next level by putting fish back in the day? Sure, under every corn, throwing fish under there or every little area. No, and it's. So it is pretty simple. It's just, I feel like we got conned, you know, trying to learn our education there was, there from a, the... There was another product that was really interesting that these guys out in California had. Um, it was dehydrated sea, sea water. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that even, no. Dehydrated you know water? You know about so much stuff. Dehydrated seawater. I love the idea of dehydrated water. water. You just add water to make more water? <laughs> what it is. You just, just add water to the water? And it, was, water. it was dehydrated seawater. <laughs> you know, it's not a pure thing. It's, it's an additive, so you're not going to add, like, you're not going to just mix water back to seawater and create seawater and feed seawater to the plants. But the amount of nutrients that were in it, because it was completely balanced, and it was interesting. I mean, it was, just, it was quite interesting, because if you think about kelp, and mm-hmm. you think about all the other products that are sea-based, and you're like, okay, well, they're all, you know, it's all there. And, and so technically the idea was that it, it literally it's a balanced uh, mineral additive that is contains everything needed for life. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. otherwise they couldn't. Of, I think they, it's 62, right? They couldn't live if they weren't. So, I don't know, interesting... It definitely, it definitely. How can you beat that? Yeah. Well, dehi- anytime you say dehydrated water, you're pretty much like, and I got a, I got a, I got a farm on the yeah. moon for sale, yeah. and dehydrated water company. If you want to get into that, super dope. <laughs> just I got this bottled water that you should be feeding your plant. You know, you just put a little bit nice of water. Just kind of put a little regular table salt at the bottom, and just be like, here you go, buddy, <laughs> go for it. Wow, this is awesome. That tastes just like the ocean. <laughs> a little nori, a little nori in there. Or yeah. Something just a little, little fishy vibe. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, worth a shot, though. I wouldn't mind just you know I'll try. It. And it's from yeah. it's from Josh. I mean, he's and he carries buffalo, so he's right on. He's one of your clients, actually. The LSD for LSD. I got a. I'm going around. Uh, he's in Santa. He's in Santa Rosa. bridges again. So anybody that's out there that had a, a problem last time, pr- please well, reach out to me. He. I got him to buy. This. This is the guy that I got to. Uh, buy that I had to get the argument about getting so I think I got him to buy like a you know a truck full basically to bring to California to mm-hmm. uh, sell at their company so I'll I'll get back at Josh for you and I'll keep, make sure you keep that connection appreciate that and we'd love to have you try Soil Lab again if you're yeah if like. yeah actually it's perfect timing because I'm literally I mean I quite literally and now I'm down to like you know six plants at 65 gallons so do the math and if you want to help me out make those go I've been trying to convince my mom to do living soil so if you want we can we can Use that as our uh, starting point. Uh, yeah, that's a good. I mean, it's well, on a fucking show farm. What it's literally on a farm, so there's no better place to be doing it. You know, because yeah. yeah, and it's it's it's, it's pretty bad. It's on the road. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's on the road down. Cool. Right, let's uh, let's so. talk about that in the future. 
Thanks for coming on, Brian. We're at the three-hour mark. It. So you got to give us any uh, websites for people that you want to like say. Yeah, and your classes, it. right? Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Jace. He's our co- um, Korean natural farming expert. Uh, Started to uh, uh, night. We did a show on that, too, recently. Yeah, we yeah. had Chris Tuck. Right on. Trump. Trump. Chris Trump. Chris Trump. How do you mess that up? That's the easy What did you say, Chris who? Chris Tuck. Tuck? No, that was Steve Tuck. We had Steve Steve Tuck, Tuck, and then we had Chris Trump. Well, you guys meet so many people. I don't know. I know. Trump, but yeah, it was Trump. Trump. That was, you know, come on. You can't forget that, can you? No, that's why I kicked in. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, it's, it's a Trump episode. But he was awesome. He was awesome. And that uh, that whole Korean farming thing, I think, is, is seems to be like all of a sudden, right after that show, I was like, man, all these other people are, oh, it's the hot new I think, new too, ticket. with the sugars and, and really, like, that's the next level. And for me, you know, I, I'm still a student at, mm-hmm. at that level. So that's it's, cool. It's cool to, you know, take your skills to the next level. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, lo- I love it because it's, uh, and then the Japanese and, and, and Koreans and things, they always had much different idea of gardening and they have a limited space and they're really on point with their you know rotations and things and we, we can learn a lot from that for sure and absolutely i think our style if you think about it is just fucking ah, lock and bolt. <laughs> you know what i mean it's very it's very slop it was very very crude and well, rude it's a, and it's a very narrow education uh-huh, uh-huh. no so it's but, awesome uh, thank you, KT. Oh, well, no, so yeah, anyway, so oh, yeah, he's got the classes, yeah, yeah, right? You know, so we're, we're, yeah, we're with some of the classes. Yeah, we go through, run yeah through so, um, so with Jace, you know, it's a hand-on demonstration. We want to keep it at 15 students per class. Next week we have uh, Carlos and Alex. So it's really focused on the education aspect. Mm-hmm. And then, you, of course, where, we have monthly where events. Those? Where do you do those? Oh, uh, is that the, all Cultivated Synergy, too? Uh, the classes are actually at uh, Commons, so we could, you know, cheat. It's... It's not cheap over at uh, Cultivated for uh, uh-huh. like a class setting. For events, it's, it makes a little more sense. Sure. But we want to try to keep it Well, how many people are you talking? Because we got spaces here that are for rent. So, and it's very well, cheap and easy. And you can fit 15 people in a room like this. No problem. Well, we'd so, let you know. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about talk. it in the future because it, be, uh, it would definitely work out. And I do want to give a shout out to, just, uh, to Denver Normal. We're having Lobby Day on the uh, 21st. And we are fighting for um, the people that have um, basically smoked cannabis maybe on a Tuesday night, came in on a Thursday to their job, and got random drug tested. Right. So we're fighting to, uh, you guys to help get them a ability. better job, probably. What about those? Yeah. What about the, yeah. the, the, so other, the people that are nine to five? And you heard about the stuff. last two? They arrested two more people on Sweet Leaf. They've got the investigation yeah. deepens and widens. We've got two more bud tenders. I'm like, they got two yeah, more bud yeah, tenders? The big like, couldn't get they, going for the big fish. Couldn't they go like up a, up <laughs> the a, up a level? Like, oh, it's actually, like, we've... It's not surprising in an in industry, man. It's, if you got the litigation team on your side, yeah. you know, it's that's crazy. what matters. It's crazy, though, but at the same time, uh, you know, I think... Now that the hype's all over, it's like it's no big in real life. People realize it's like this is kind of bullshit. I, I don't think that – I think those people are – they're going to lose their job, that's for sure. But, oh, they already did. But they're not going to like I – I think in the long run it should work out because I think people are going to come to the – that's like one of those things where it's pretty damn obvious that they are not the ones that need to be yeah, but, take, taking the beating on that yeah. one. So. Well, no, no wills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and finally, so what dates were that again? Did you just say? Uh, lobby day is the twenty first. Okay, so 21st please reach one. out to us uh, cool. if you'd like to come. And, and that's uh, at the Capitol, or that's yeah, that's at the Capitol. Awesome. See, this whole show is about going to the Capitol and doing. Something. And then Buffalo will be coming out with a cannabis uh, soil as well, well that I'll be heading up. Yeah, uh, with a couple other people around town. You gonna have like stoned looking buffalo on the thing or what? No, it's uh, <laughs> it's more like the whole aspect of like the the right. phoenix. Come on, right? you gotta make yeah. a stone. Uh, you gotta have it. Everything match. No, you should have a hat like a flat, flat bill, flat bill on a buffalo. That'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's See, it. Everyone knows it's for stoners, and it has a beard. I'm glad bearded, people are starting to know it's the, for stoners. The bearded like buffalo. How about the bearded buffalo? There you go. That's it. That's for the <laughs> stone. Oh, we've got a beard on that buffalo. You know that's for stoners. Or some tie-dye, whatever, something. something. <laughs> no. uh, well, cool. I'm glad to get you on here. And any other websites? Um, just uh, check us out, Green Farms Education, uh, through, through Organic Cannabis and Buffalo uh, Official. Nice. Instagram seems to be king yep. for us. Yes. Appreciate your uh, time. Of course. It was great. great it's definitely an honor to be on here, fellas, to be honest. I mean. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun. I've sat on my couch and smoked many blunts or trimmed countless pounds listening to you guys. So <laughs> nice. Appreciate it. Well, that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of, that's our, that's our core audience right there. The guys trimming weed on the couch sitting around. Well, going you can only yeah. listen to so much music or comedy, you know. Yeah, you know, I, and I listen to a lot of podcasts now, too, and it's like I, whenever I'm, I, pretty much now that I trim, I listen to podcasts. It used to be always music, music, maybe yeah. news sometimes, but then. I'm like, yeah, podcasts are good because you, you you don't have to use the internet. It's already in your phone. Like, boom, boom, boom. It's convenient. If you want to listen to three hours of rambling, you can listen to us every <laughs> Friday, three to six. Three thirty uh, to six. Three thirty to six thirty. Now, yeah, three to six is like <laughs> I want you waiting, and then I want you to hang out longer and see how long it goes. But you know, when we do it on time, then no one's there. That's the problem. So we, mm. yeah. There you go. Especially not us. <laughs> well, definitely not us. All right. I want to thank KTI for making it down. Appreciate it, bud. Yeah, thanks, man. I heard big storm coming or something, right? Or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a big storm, and I think there's supposed to be more, so we'll see. So. Oh, don't get trapped down here, bro. Miss out. No. Uh, I want to thank MTI also for coming through all sick and dying. Look at him. He doesn't even look barely sick. Not smoking very much, though, I noticed. Very little, yeah. sm- very little smoking going on over there. Can't take it easy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sometimes I got, I got T is back in the studio out there. Shailene, Paul, Bookman. Oh, and uh, yeah, big shout out to my beautiful wife Cece and little Nick on his fourth jujitsu class today. So I'm sure he's going to come home and choke me out. <laughs> he, ba- he basically did the other day. He got one hand here, got the over, got the over thing, got it underneath, and I was like, oh, all right, you really are choking me right now. So. Get yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, and they're trying to convince me to go in and do. I'm like I'm almost 50 years old. It's not the best time to start jujitsu. I could be like, oh, I think it's like the perfect time. Is it? Is it? Is it the time? Especially to wrestle with your boy. That's, there's well, I already do that. Play. I already do that. But I kind of feel like I shouldn't go because then I won't know anything, and he'll just really get to get the best <laughs> of me. So I'll be like, dude, this is real, bro. You got me. Ah, you know? <laughs> this is a pressure point, dad. <laughs> yeah, watch this, daddy, for sure. Yeah. All right, well, hopefully I'll oh, come back next week. We'll see you guys on the next episode of the Adam Dunn Show, and uh, we're out of here. Say right. la vie. Appreciate Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it. Ganja.